My name is James Rowlands, and in 2015, I started a WNR podcast with my friend, Dan Mike. And every month, we bring you the latest collections, newest content, 205 Live, and the crown jewel of the WNR NXT update. Also, each month, the latest pay-per-views, and we are live, not only for the big four, but every takeover as well. Plus, in 2019, we go back 20 years and witness the attitude rise and the WCW's demise. Until we've watched everything, we're with you and we we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am Jeff Rose, always I'm joined by Dan White, and today it's the WNR 226, it's Super Showdown. Now Dan, are you looking forward to this event? I am absolutely looking forward to it, there's uh, <clears throat> a few good matches on the cards, you've got Andrade versus the Demon, Balor, hopefully Andrade puts up a bit of a fight, you've got the best in the world, going against Shane McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> And you've got, obviously, Triple H and Orton and Undertaker versus Goldberg. Yeah, very, very intriguing as we get started. Before we do anything, let's start with the alternate intro. I come from a land from a faraway place where the caravan camels roam, where it's flat and immense and the heat is intense. It's barbaric, but hey, it's home. When the wind's from the east and the sun's from the west and the sand and the glass is right. Come on down, stop and buy, help a carpet and fly to another Arabian night. Arabian night is Arabian. More often than not, a hotter than hot in a loss of good ways. So it is Saudi Arabia and we are here. But I mean, there's personal pride on the line as well because we go for every pay-per-view together. And of course, uh, we talk about the Prediction League as well. And at the moment, Dan won't like me bringing it up, but we do a Prediction League for NXT events, which Dan is leading at the moment, 3-2. to two. You've somehow completely left that off the end of the <laughs> NXT TakeOver 21st for some strange reason. I don't know why that happened. Yeah, I did, I, I've got to say I did forget to pull it on, Dan. You did win the, uh, the NXT TakeOver, our last event, and you are 3-2 up about that. Not as good. I am 5-1 up at the moment as we head into Super Showdown. And bonus points, 23-21. But we have also got cashing cards that we do use. And Dan, you have used yours, haven't you? Uh, well, the first one obviously happened during Money in the Bank. Uh, the winner cashed in. Bailey won the title. And I used mine last Monday because Paul Heyman told me he was going to cash it in, but... Obviously, he didn't. He said he'd wait until Friday night, which is tonight for Super Showdown. Exactly. So that I might... presume you have used your cashing card for tonight, then? I have not used my cashing card for tonight. Do you know something we don't? I do not know that, but I have gone and have thought from the very start that uh, Lesnar will cash in on the very first episode of SmackDown on Fox in September. So is that you officially <laughs> placing your cashing yep. card down? For the very first episode of SmackDown in September. Yes, yeah, so when I'm wrong, when he cashes in tonight, you can laugh at me, Dan. Uh, but, you know, like I said, we'll we play for points. But we started off, and what better way than with the kickoff? 
Yes, well, Charlie Caruso, David Utunga and Beth Phoenix, they're not in Saudi Arabia. They're in New York in their studio. They run through the card in very, very great detail and they build it up to be even bigger than WrestleMania. I wonder if it is bigger than WrestleMania. But we are going to be featuring the biggest battle royal in the world. In a 50-man battle royal we've got coming up. It was an awful kickoff show, wasn't it, really? You know? It was, yeah. They, you know, It's nothing like our kickoff shows. No. They, they didn't have any Elephant or F1. No shout-outs to their loyal followers, listeners, watchers, and reviewers. Nothing like ours. But, you know, no one, not everyone can be as big as a WNR. Without a doubt. But we do start off with our first match here. And it is on the kickoff. And it's Revival versus Usos. And, of course, we do predictions. And we open up our predictions right now. Scott Dawson in there with Jey Uso to start. Uh, I've gone for the Usos. Well, it's our first prediction and our first difference because I've gone for the Revival. I think they're the better team. They definitely could get a better rub getting a victory here. And, you know, could this be put down as effectively a number one contenders match? You would hope so because the talent of these two teams and at the moment the problem is they're kind of being used in the Shane McMahon, Roman Reigns feud and like I said there's so much more talent involved that these two teams definitely deserve to be involved in the tag team titles. There's no denying their talent. Yes and uh, have you noticed in the Saudi crowd there's no like the millionaires seats on the camera side you know they're, they're not they're actual fans as opposed to just Saudi Arabian billionaires yeah. sat there on their phones. Do you think they got any attention? complaints probably about last show about how it kind of looked in the way and they were like, uh, right. I think they've had more than a few complaints <laughs> about these <laughs> yeah. shows in Saudi Arabia, but we're not going to go into that. We're just going to focus on the action that's happening in right, the ring. Doubt. And it is good action at the moment as Usos look to be in control. His shirt ripped off his back. I feed it to the fans. No, nope, they're just going to throw it on the... And there's no denying how talented the Revival are. As a tag team as well, you know, they've been multiple, uh, our tag team of the year, haven't they? You know, these they past have, few years. Yeah. yeah, and the Usos, again, you know, we've, we always shout them in praise as well. We've had some great matches, especially their series with New Day. You know, these four guys are definitely capable of having a very, very good match. Mm. And I've got credit, the crowd seems to be into it. A good thing, you know, I know WWE signed a 10-year contract, but it's good to see, but... Just go back to the Usos. I, I know. Where would you kind of rate the Usos now? I, I think, you know, we did our top uh, tag teams. I think the Usos, for me, are keep going further and further up the list because they keep not reinventing themselves, but having great feuds with other teams, you know, and always have great matches. Yeah, well, if, if you know, if you're doing current tag teams, I think they're, you know, in the top five, definitely. Uh, of all time, they're definitely breaking in. The Usos, you know, what we see, I think the problem is there's other, not other tag teams around to kind of give them the great tag team fuse of the New Day, but they always seem to be putting on a show. You know, you talk about tag teams and WWE's desire not to use them. The Usos have kind of been the focal point. Oh, indeed, yes. But do you think that's because of who their dad is and who their cousin is, or do you think that's, or do you think that's just you know because they are that talented? Uh, I think we've seen as well that how much talent that they've got when you consider they came in with like Tamina with a face paint as their faces, and we thought, oh, God, how far are they going to go? Turn themselves heel and kind of reinvent themselves. They were so penitentiary. And, they, you know, they are entertaining to watch. It's not like a case of, like, a, a shame at man, so to speak. It's a case of, like, let's talk about best tag teams in the world. Uso's definitely on that list. As Revival, are want to be on that list as they're working well as a team, stopping Jimmy from getting out. Definitely up there. I mean, you know, as far as talent goes, yeah, they've got it in bundles, but I don't think WWE kind of sees what talent they've got. Yeah, I think without a doubt is Jimmy got the insecurity and now gets a tag into Jay. Jay running through 
uh, Dawson. And he's on fire, baby. Who's Samoan drop. Well, Dawson finds himself in the corner in a precarious position. Jay comes charging in. A uh, variation of his dad's stink face, <laughs> just with a bit more speed. Goes for the cover, but no, Dawson managing to kick out. Ah. But this is the problem with the team division at the moment, because if you, I was trying to think who the tag team champions are. I'm sure the Usos were. I completely forgot about Hawkins and Ryder. You know, they're not being used. Where have the Viking War Raiders experience gone after leaving NXT? <laughs> you know, it's like, what's happening on Raw at the moment? Well, you know, again, what happened to the Authors of Pain? What happened to Sanity? There's a lot of tag teams that have kind of got under the radar. We should actually have a brilliant tag team division. And it's just not. I understand. The talent is definitely there. As Jay comes off top and gets a two. Two. After a diving cross body on Dawson. He's not been able to get out yet. And he finds himself in the corner again. Jay comes charging in, but uh, Dawson's pulled out of the way by a dash. Looking for a Samoan drop, but he gets uh, the backslide. Small package from J- uh, Jay. And that's it. Come on, Rev. Turn around. One, two, three. Usos have won this. No. Very wise distraction there from Dash Wilder. A huge spine buster to oh. no, Jay with a kick out. Oh. Well, Jay showing his toughness, but so the revival. We've not had the best in this match. No, but Jay's one shatter machine away from losing. No, I think that's what they're discussing right now, putting it to an end. And they're going to double team now. A backflip out of it from Jay. Jimmy gets a tag in. Stereo Uso Inseguris and a super kick. Dawson catches one though, but gets caught by Jimmy, uh, Jay. And then both Jimmy and Jay. And stereo <laughs> kicks and then stereo kicks to Wilder. Go for it. <laughs> get the win. Yeah, what a way to start. I always love these Saudi Arabian events. I don't know if I've ever mentioned. Uh, not a bad way to start. And uh, I'm surprised it. The Revival lost, I won't say that easy, but Dan, what are your thoughts? I would have been happy with another five, six minutes because, you know, these two teams have definitely got what it takes in the ring to put on an absolute spectacle of a match. Um, Revival, yeah, they might have gone down a bit easy, but it wasn't a bad match. No, without a doubt. Uh, so that is it for the kickoff, and we start off with the points, and I go 1-0 up as we start with the main show promo. So, Dan, what do you think of the opening promo? Uh, it wasn't bad. It was, you know, just a big highlight package of everything that's gone on through the matches and the rivalries that are building up towards tonight. Um, you know, you can't really build up too much the 50-man battle royal. Uh, they showed you flashes from what happened between The Undertaker and Goldberg when they was calling each other out on Raw and SmackDown uh, and the Corbin-Rollins match. The Andrade battle showed a bit between their rivalry as well. And it also showed quite a bit of the Reigns versus Shane feud and how them two have kind of come together. And obviously the Triple H Orton match. Yeah, and another thing I do like is the facts of the, the fireworks and everything like that. Because I know we don't they don't use them in uh, the events in America now. But I still think it kind of gives like a kind of a grand stage appeal to it. You know, as we saw the opening fireworks there. Just loads of massive areas where it is empty. No, it's not a good camera shot to see there. Would you think they're more expensive seats on the floor than just around the stadium? They would be, yeah. Well, why is it just so empty in them certain areas? I know, like, obviously, towards the corners, you've got the massive pillars where the lighting rig is. Uh, it's interesting what happens is we get a, not a bad burn it down. We get the flames coming from the stage as well. But Rollins is coming out here with the belt around his waist. But that's not all. No, he's uh, got his ribs bandaged up as well from that vicious assault that Brock Lesnar put on him with the steel chair. 
on Raw. And do you think Rollins a little bit by thinking about Lesnar? Because like you said, Lesnar has promised to cash in and maybe take his eyes off Corbin. Could Corbin cause the ultimate upset here tonight? He could do, yes. Uh, no, he's not. <laughs> no, but I'm saying he might. No, there, there is obviously potential of that, but I don't think you know it's going to happen here tonight. Well, Corbin... So we see Renee Young on commentary. Yeah. That's very, very interesting, James. How did they manage to swing that one, do you reckon? Uh, she did it last year, so I guess it was a kind of agreement with the government to be allowed. But there were rumours about another women's match taking place, or uh, a women's match taking place. Uh, Alexa Bliss versus Natalia. Uh, they've actually flown out there with them, and it wasn't until like a few hours before this started that the match was, you're not going to have it. That was kind of it. All right, so prediction-wise, we get the introductions. Dan, who have you gone for in this match? I have gone for Baron... Nah, I haven't. I've gone for <laughs> Seth Rollins. I about to say, if you've gone fucking Baron Corbin, I too have gone the Beast Slayer, uh, Seth Rollins, and Baron Corbin. Eh? Not only retired Kurt Angle at WrestleMania, but now getting the Universal title opportunity. This actually annoys me because, you know, Baron Corbin, he's kind of playing off things that happened ages ago. It's... <laughs> well, that's what he is. Corbin is a massive twat. I think Arrow should nah. So here we go. The bell rings and we're going to get Universal title underway. Much like WrestleMania where the first match was Rollins beating Lesnar. And Corbin now is going to look to put Rollins away. But credit to Corbin. He looks all right in the money in the bank. Even though he's such an annoying twat. But does that help the character? No, I think, you know, uh, the character of Corbin needs to go back to his lone wolf kind of gimmick. That's where he was at his best. This, you know, this corporate fucking suit wearing twat. It was fun while he was general manager. But he's anything at all now just like wearing his suit in the ring and being an idiot. Yeah, and I think this is the thing. He's just, he it just doesn't look right, does he, you know? But, uh... He's not been doing too bad recently. He's found himself with a big opportunity tonight as he's already looking to work on the uh, damaged midsection of Rollins. Rollins up with a high drop kick, takes down Corbin, kind of puts it back to a, a stalemate between these two. As Corbin sends him over the top rope, but Rollins lands on the apron, shoulder to the midsection. As Rollins looks to springboard in, but gets his legs swept. Talk about, you know, top 50 wrestlers. Of You know, Rollins is one of these guys who keeps building a reputation. You talk about what he's won and what he's done in his career. Not many men can say they've won Money in the Bank, Royal Rumbles, you know, WWE title, Universal Championships. And Rollins is going at that. It's kind of going under the radar a little bit as well, in a weird way. It is, but it's... They're kind of putting Rollins in your face, but they're not shoving him down your throat. <laughs> yeah. He's always seems to be involved in a kind of major storyline. Major, major storyline. Story um, do you think there will become a time where they get annoyed with, well, I say they, the fans or the smarts, get annoyed with Seth Rollins and it's kind of like, you know, they do, they're given the Roman Reigns treatment or do you think he's always going to be someone that's universally liked? I think because of Roman Reigns being around, if it, Roman Reigns was to take some time off, then maybe fans would then start getting on Rollins' back a little bit as well. People are looking at it and thinking, well, we'd rather have Rollins than Reigns and I think that's why he's getting so much kind of love from the hardcore base. Don't get me wrong, he's, he's a great worker, but he's a guy I think has been featured as heavily as Reigns has in recent times as well. So there's a question of, like you said, overexposure to a certain character. It's the same for Corbin. Should Corbin be in a universal title match? He's, for me, he's nowhere near, but he's a mid-card heel, but they've got no other choice at the moment. No, they haven't got any other heels. It'd either be him or Roman Reigns, uh, not Roman Reigns, sorry, Drew McIntyre. Mm. And I think they're still trying to protect McIntyre. 
And Corbin runs around the ring post, takes Rollins out with a clothesline, but only gets two. Two. And I think this is the thing, you know, Mc, but McIntyre needs to pick up victory soon. It's all right yeah. him not losing in matches, but he has to start winning them. <laughs> and it's a bit, you know, that's why I didn't mind Corbin getting over And this starts getting really annoying as well. <laughs> Look, Corbin shouting in the referee's face. Well, at least the mistakes. We've seen this with Big Hills before. But the thing with Corbin, you know, the thing with Kurt Angle getting the victory was quite cool. At least he can say he won a match and then br- brag about it. Didn't McIntyre beat him like a few weeks before? McIntyre that? fucking dismantled the ankle, yeah, and then nothing was really said. Did he do him with his own fucking finisher? Yeah, beat him with the ankle lock, yeah. Well, McIntyre hasn't officially got a match for tonight, but I'm hoping to see him in... There's 50 men down. How... Surely... Don't call me Shirley. Uh, but McIntyre has to be in that 50-man battle royal. The talent that's going to be on the show later tonight is going to be unbelievable. Indeed, yes. As Corbin is working in midsection now, Seth Rollins... He's just got the bear hug in. And I don't think Rollins is going to submit from this, but it's just going to take all the energy out and damage that midsection even more. And it might even it might even cause... Internal bleeding. Internal bleeding, which is the worst thing. You're not supposed to have blood on the inside. Side suplex into the cover for Corbin, but now only a two count. Two. Corbin again getting on the referee. He doesn't want to be focusing it on the referee. He wants to be focusing on his opponent as he panders to the booze from the crowd. But Rollins got fight left in him. He's trying to kick away at Corbin, but Baron's got hold of the legs with Rollins. Flips him up and Rollins lands on his feet, hits a step up in Seguri. Well, I think they managed to get a bit of separation because Rollins has crumpled onto the floor, grabbing his ribs still. And gives a chance for Rollins to get a couple of big breaths, get try and get that gas back in that tank. I can tell him, yeah. <laughs> Rollins back to his feet. And he's catching Corbin with those right hands and now chops. Punches and chops. As Corbin's backed up against the ropes. Irish route reversed by Corbin, but Rollins ducks underneath it. Huge right hand. Mm. His foot out to a charging Corbin. Gets the boot up and then jumps off the second rope. Avoids the clothesline by Corbin. Hits a swing blade. And Corbin rolls outside. Maybe trying to get harm's way, but Rollins looking on. He doesn't want to go charging over that top rope because his uh, ribs are injured enough. Maybe Corbin's luring him in. No. Corbin, uh, Rollins hits him. He goes back in, back first into the announce table. Rollins throws him back into the ring, but Corbin just rolls all the way through to the outside. But that's not going to stop Seth Rollins. Another suicide dive takes out Corbin again. I don't mind the suicide dive, but I do think it's one of the most overused kind of flying moves to the outside. You know, I do like a little bit of a variation. There was a list of moves, weren't there? Well, Rollins throws Corbin in, goes to the top. Grabs him by the throat. And Rollins rolls him up. One, two... No, Corbin with a kick out. Oh. Super kick from Seth. Plants it down again. One, two. No, only two again. Two. And Corbin looking up. And I bet he's glad about the referee's slow count now, as he was complaining about earlier. Could he manage to get up from that? Rollins looks like he's getting back in his game, but there's no denying his injury. Fans are chanting in Jeddah. Seth's going to burn it down. No, but Corbin rolls out of the ring. Seth comes charging towards him, but Corbin catches him with a huge uppercut. Upper what? And now he's got him, picks him up, slams him down, goes for the cover. One, two. Oh, only a two count. Two. Again, getting in the face of the referee for an alleged slow count. I mean, there's a few things to like about Corbin. His speed, you know, his agility for the big man as he is, different variations. But at this moment, he should just be on Seth Rollins. Instead of moaning and taking his time. Well, he could have 
got him up by now, hit it at an end of days, and he would have been the new champion. No doubt. And now Rollins in the corner. Splashes him in the corner. Comes in for a second one. Hits it. But Seth follows him out the corner. Hits him in the opposite side. Fuck. And a super kick by Rollins on Corbin. But Corbin dodges. Hits a deep six. This is going to be it. One, two, no. Seth managing to kick out. Oh. That's a good fucking move from Corbin. Mm. I like that. I think Corbin's got quite, you know, different move right. You know, he's all right. It's just his look is wrong and his character's wrong. (laughs) Apart from that, everything's fine. Well, again, getting in the face of the referee, backing him up into the corner, just shouting in his face. Well, John Cain won't be intimidated as Rollins looking to get to his feet. And here we go. We're going to see end of days. No. Seth Rollins manages to backslide it. Corbin goes around the ring post. Oh, but runs into a big back elbow. Now Corbin's gone to ringside to get a chair. And Fly himself intentionally from this match and throw away his championship opportunity. Well, he's not showing any intelligence there. Again, slowing it down, so there's double the unintelligence. Well, Corbin just showing his frustration there. Maybe he's suffering for not being in charge anymore. And the referee's <laughs> getting back in Corbin's face, who looks shocked. Seth rolls him up. Two, three. Oh! And Seth wins, and Corbin can't believe it. And with an assist for the referee, Rollins gets a victory. <laughs> but not a bad match, I suppose, you it know. It wasn't, no. Corbin done about 85% of the right things in this. He just needs to change his look and his gimmick, and he'll be perfect. Exactly. You know, there's potential there for Corbin. And, and Rollins, again, pulling out another good match. He's He is the dependable champion. You know, he's a guy, go out there, get the crowd warmed up, and put on a great match, but wait a minute, Corbin. End of days on Rollins, James. Wait a minute. You know what that means. No, no. Hugh Lesnar. No. No, wait for SmackDown. No, Q Lesnar. Well, Corbin. Here uh... comes the pain. Oh! Oh, <laughs> oh no. There goes your cashing card opportunity, and Brock Lesnar comes down with a smile. His briefcase and a steel chair, also with a referee. And Paul Heyman, and look at Leslie smirking. No, James, he's not smirking. Uh, he's not got a cigarette in his gob, he's just got a smile on his face, as does Paul Heyman, because they know that they've got a wounded Seth Rollins down in the middle of the ring. Oh, Jesus Christ, well, this is going to be the end. It's going to be the end of days for Rollins. And what, I mean, he's just had the end of days hit on him. He's got a steel chair. It's his to lose. And Heyman and Lesnar are men of their word. Brock's in. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Heyman stumbles. Oh, Rollins delivers a low blow to Lesnar. Well, Rollins has got Lesnar in trouble. It was Heyman's mistake. Come on, Rollins. Has the bell rung? Has the match been cashed? I don't think it has, but Rollins has got the chair. Cracks it across the back of Lesnar. Putting some fucking vinegar on them shots. Well, I'll tell you something. The beating Rollins took on Raw was sickening. And now it's a bit of payback by your universal champion. Who's crawling over to his briefcase and he just hugs it like he's a mother hen protecting his (laughs) child. Well, that's his golden egg at the moment. And Rollins looking to crack it. (laughs) Seth daring Brock to cash it in. I don't think I've seen anybody look as good against Lesnar in a while as Rollins is right now. (laughs) <laughs> Seth goes to town on Lesnar well Lesnar wanted to cash in but like the briefcase they've been dented Heyman screaming no and Rollins curb stomp <laughs> to Lesnar's face over the briefcase well when Lesnar came out here with a chair 
I would have given you odds that it wouldn't have happened, but no, Rollins has saved himself cashing cards to the play. He saved your cashing card. <laughs> so Rollins wins. Um, not a bad match with Corbin. Should say scores after that. It goes 2-1. Uh, but Rollins are making a statement. I quite like that. That was quite good. That was quite nice, actually. You know? Nice, actually. Yeah. I don't think Lesnar's going to look like that with Rollins, and uh, it, the story continues in quite an interesting way. He did that. Will there be friction between the uh, Brock Lesnar and his advocate? Well, Heyman did dro- not only <laughs> literally dropped the ball there in that way, so uh, it's a bit of a shock to see that, and I think Lesnar will not be happy, especially with Rollins sitting like a duck as he was. And there we have the next match, and it is Andrade versus the Demon, Finn Balor, the undefeated Demon, yeah. Finn Balor. I mean, this is quite a big moment. Your Demon is, is safe for special occasions. We saw him at WrestleMania this year. Is this a special occasion, or is this just blood money? This is WWE pretends a special occasion. And, you know, with the kind of the effects that they've got, I, I think, you know, at least it can look some of the entrances might be WrestleMania-worthy. But like you said, the action at the moment is just a glorified house show. But it's good to see the Demon. And I think it's feud with Andrade if he didn't got a title. Talk about two young men who can really make something of that. I think it's them two right there. And it needs to be, you know, I, people, you know, I know I've had problems with Balor in the past. But I'm a fan of him. And I think the Intercontinental title is a perfect level. And someone like CM with his talent. He hasn't or, even got the title. I, know, I don't know why he's not coming up with championship for. Oh, there it is. There it is. There's his belt. Honestly. There we go. In the entranceway. The fireworks go off. Oh, that my God. fucking lush, doesn't it? It does look lush, but you see the amount of empty seats there as well. As the demon's coming out. And uh, what were your thoughts on Balor and Andrade, Dan? Andrade, definitely a brilliant talent. And as is Finn Balor. Um, I don't think the demon is quite applicable in this match. I think, you know, it is kind of overuse, overuse of the demon. You know, it's a pointless way to bring him out. I know it is obviously just to please the Saudis, but I, I do enjoy still seeing him anyway. Well, I think the Demon's a bit like a steel cage match back in the day. As in, like, if there's a few that's going and he's had with someone like Andrade for a few months, the end match would be him bringing the Demon out as a kind of way to end things, as opposed to at the start of a feud as they're doing now. Well, I personally like to see him as, like, you know, he's going against someone, can't beat him, going against someone, can't beat him. You know, and it's it's kind of like his bogey opponent, mm. and he's like, right, I need to bring something out, the Demon... Bang. Exactly. And then that happens and then he moves on from that afterwards, doesn't he? You know, so I think it'd be interesting to see uh, how Balor and Andrade, sure, the chemistry is fantastic. Uh, but prediction wise in this one, I have gone for Finn Balor to win. That says bacon, James. That doesn't say bacon. That says Balor. That says bacon. It looks like bacon, but I assure you it's Balor. Well, I've gone for... Sausage Balor. <laughs> Sausage Balor. Here we I've go. I've gone for the Demon King, of course. But Andrade, huge talent, of course, with Zelina Vega in his corner. Is this going to be a quick squash or is it going to be a little... I I would be surprised if it goes over five minutes because we've seen how dominant a Demon can be. But, you know, we'll see what... And Andrade... Andrade. And CN looks a bit uh, put off by the Demon in the early going. And wouldn't you? Look at the way he's painted. Well, Andrade grabbing a side headlock, but gets shoulder blocked down. Now into the front face lock. So Vince McMahon, a list of what they want for this show. Yes. And yeah. Vince is like, 
We can do that, damn it. Well, I doubt, you know. They want the Undertaker involved. We want the Demon. Demon. I mean, it'd be very interesting to see... Oh, um, Andrade looking for the Hammerlock DDT, but now Balor managing to escape it. Hits a seated dropkick to Andrade. Sorry to interrupt. That's all right. No, because you see, it could be over at any time with the Demon involved as he hits a double foot stomp there as well. And let's see him what he can do. But this thing is, like people like John Cena not being involved, you know, because of his filming commitments now. Is Vince McMahon or Saudi Arabians upset that we're not getting to see him? You see all the Cena merchandise in the crowd. Well, I think John Cena, Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, um, they're kind of, I think they're making a standpoint. And they know that WWE won't sue him over it, A, because of AEW, and B, because they are such great talents. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's the, I think there are certain wrestlers that can make standpoints here. Yeah, well, there's, there's two guys who are, have been told they're not allowed to be involved in this event. One of them, of course, is Sami Zayn because of uh, his heritage, and he's doing something for Syria at the moment as well, due to the same he's, event. He's got, yeah, he has got Syrian heritage, and Syrians and Saudis, they, they don't really get along. And um, Alistair Black, because of his tattoos, he's got one with a woman, and it is, uh, I think, it's a groundbreaking woman tattoo he's got. And, you know, out of their dislike for women... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Not it, no, but women. you know, I mean, they're they're kind of they they're, hate women so much, but they also hate gays as well. Yeah, so Black's not allowed, uh, but Orton is because obviously, like I said, the different designs that he's got, and Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan have taken a stand not to go. Owens probably in support of his friend Zayn and Bryan just because, like I said, he's a good guy. <laughs> I've got yeah. no, you know. But surprisingly, uh, Andrade has weathered the early storm and now seems to be in a little bit of control of the demon. Could we see the demon go down here tonight? No. <laughs> well, you know, we, we've got to think maybe there's a chance. No. I'm sorry, and no disrespect to Andrade. He is a brilliant talent. You know, he's one of the best Mexican heritage wrestlers we've seen in a long, long while. You know, I don't think it, it's going to take a lot more to put the demon down. Well, do you ever? Oh, well, that's nice for first DDT by Andrade off the second right, but only gets a two. Two. Would you want to see the demon go down? You know, we talk about the end of the streaks and the you know undefeated people. Do, do you really want that to happen, or is it something they can use for years? Um, I personally don't think there is anyone that can take the demon down. There is, there is no one that I'd say you know he deserves to do it, or I don't think anyone that is up to that task. Yeah, I'll tell you what would be a cool match though, and I, I don't. We have seen a feud before. But Demon versus uh, new Bray Wyatt character. I think as a face-off, that would be fucking awesome. <laughs> that would be great, yeah. You know, again, depending how they do the Bray Wyatt character. Yeah. Um, but, you know, going back, the Demon versus Sting would have been a good. Demon versus a younger Undertaker would have been good. Uh, you know. And... I, I think even something like Alistair Black, when used correctly yeah. in that kind of way... You know, talk about embracing your dark side and stuff like this. You know, I, I think that might work. You know, both men the war of attrition just double clothesline each other. Or would you say the demon is a legendary character? I think it has a potential to be. I think it's more protected than Finn Balor is. So, the killer of legend. Well, I, I, I wouldn't want to see Randy Orton beating the demon, no. Well, CN on the outside and Balor's going to fly. And there you go, nice bit of variation. Yeah, lovely Tope suicide over the top rope. <laughs> and Andrade, in a little bit of trouble, gets thrown back in now. Yeah, great replay. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see a replay of him landing on him. And now just a kicks by the demon. Midsection Andrade. The replay work is absolutely <laughs> shockingly awful. I don't know if it's the same production team. I don't know if it's filtering back to the United States or they've got a little truck there. I assume they have. Oh, the thought so, yeah. They kind of need to sort it out a little bit. And this match is going to a lot longer than I thought it was going to go. 
Indeed, yes, and Andrade's had a lot more offense than I thought he would have had as well. As he's got Balor up, uh, perched on the second rope. He's going to look for that reverse DDT again. No, Balor blocks it, turns it round. It's his own reverse DDT and now he's got him again. Piked suplex there. Only getting a two count. Two. think Balor and the Demons should have varying movesets. I think maybe different finishers or something like that. But I think you could maybe go a little bit harder with the Demon and Balor, but I haven't got like a, a massive problem. What I'm finding quite funny is the, amount of the face paint coming off uh, Finn Balor at ringside. Well, you know, as as we like to mention, it is 100 degrees Fucking at ringside hell. temperature. <laughs> so, you know, I can I can imagine he is sweating it through quite a bit. And one thing I'm looking forward to seeing is what Shane looks like. Oh, my God. Sweating. The sweaty uh, sweater of men. And uh, we've just seen Andrade kick Balor, who that kind of fired him up. But Balor blocks the kick coming in from Andrade, who hits him with a spinning back elbow. Oh, that is fantastic. But it didn't drop the demon. And there we go. Oh, my God. A handspring backflip with both legs straight across the back of the neck from Balor as Andrade comes running in. Double knees in the corner. And this is it. Goes for the cover. One, two. two. Oh. No, only a two count. Two. Well, Andrade couldn't believe he didn't get the job done there. Andrade going up to the top. Moonsault. No, Balor blocked it. But Andrade done a standing moonsault. Balor got his knees up for that one. Knees up, mother brand. Very well scouted by Balor. Now Balor on the apron goes for the midsection. Step up, blocked by Andrade. Hits a huge flurry of forearms. Sunset flip looking to powerbomb Balor on the outside. But the demon holds on. Double foot stomp to the chest. A huge impact there on Andrade. Balor going all the way to the top now. Double foot to the back of the head. Is that enough? One, two, no. A two count. Two. Well, the demon there seemed a bit surprised that Andrade managed to get the shoulder up. Sweats all his paint off. Does that mean he's back to Balor and not the demon? Yeah, he's got literally a couple of minutes before he's back to just normal Finn Balor. Sunset flip. Andrade rolls through. Knees to the face of Balor. Well, that was brilliant. Now he's going to look to end it. Hits it. This is it. One, two, Oh, no, the demon managing to kick out. Oh, uh, I don't remember anybody managing to kick out of that move. Uh, neither do I. And now Balor is going to be set up for a powerbomb. Uh, Balor manages to escape, looks to deliver one of his own, hits it. Running kick, Andrade's perched in a very precarious position. But Balor's taken a little bit too long to recoup. Now here comes the demon, but Andrade there to match him. Balor's on top, Andrade springs in but gets caught. And now Balor's got him. Oh, face first DDT. Now Balor goes up. And he's looking to put away Cien. Coup de gras. One, three. And the demon beats Andrade here. Dan, what do you think of the match? I thought that was actually quite a good encounter. I'd like to see another encounter between these two guys. Preferably using Finn Balor, not the demon. Not that it makes much difference, but I don't know. I think it, it seems more humanised if it's, you know, the uh, battle against Andrade. Uh, these two guys have definitely got the potential to have very, very good matches. But I think it also uh, helps out Andrade a little bit because he pushed the demon 
to his limits. And like I said, when he does face just Finn Balor, you know, he might be able to get the job done there. So like I said, the feud is far from over. But it would be interesting to see where they go from here. We know where we're going from here because up next it's going to be Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon. And Dan, what have you thought of the build-up to this match? Well, it kind of um, stems on from when made the move to SmackDown and he got confronted by Vincent Kennedy McMahon, hit him with the Superman punch. Shane didn't like that. So he's kind of isolated Roman Reigns and put his focus onto him after finishing his feud with The Miz. Um, and, you know, we've seen multiple beatdowns. Uh, Shane McMahon has lived to Roman Reigns with a lot of help from The Revival. Elias, Drew McIntyre. So, you know, it's Shane's not been going through this alone. No, he hasn't. Not without a doubt. And we've, we've seen this story when we were in there live for SmackDown. Should say points at the moment, 3 2 to me as we head into the fourth match. Uh, and prediction wise, Dan, who have you gone for in this one? I have gone for. Wait there. <laughs> Shane, man, just get the best in the world introduction. I have gone for Shane. No, I've gone for Roman Reigns. You've gone for Roman Reigns. I, too, have gone for Roman Reigns. He, he's he got to smash Shane in this match, surely. Don't call me Shirley, but... Oh. Oh. Well, I said earlier, McIntyre didn't have a match. He's going to be in the corner of Shane. Um... What did I actually say to you yeah, after we had made our predictions, James? Yeah, you, you like said. To reveal to the listeners. McIntyre's going to get involved and Claymore kick uh, Roman Reigns and, and cost him the match. And I said, nah, Reigns is going to smash him. But I thought McIntyre would win the Battle Royal, spoiler alert. So I guess, I don't know if he's going to be involved. But he's been a lackey of Shane McMahon. And that is not how McIntyre should be used. But Drew McIntyre is here. He is in Saudi Arabia and he's going to be in the corner of Shane O'Mac. It's quite funny, actually, because, uh, you know, he when he first came into it, he was the chosen one from Vince McMahon and now he's Shane McMahon's lackey. I mean, he does have a lot of pull with the McMahons. Yeah, the McMahons see a lot in him. But uh, at the moment, I mean, if he can get the title opportunity from this, this will be great. But at the moment, it just went for Roman Reigns. A mixed reception from the crowd for Roman. Yeah, well, Roman's coming out here, and um, I wonder how many people are in this stadium. I, mean, I, I don't, maybe 20,000? It looks bare bones sometimes. And here comes the big dog. If he punches the ground, the fireworks go off, I get a bonus point. So Roman Reigns coming out here, the fireworks all going off. And this is uh, basically a glorified handicap match, but we have the greatest official of all time in there to call the action, so everything will be all right. We do, we have Mini Nate, the one... The only Charles in charge, Robinson. So, do you think this is the best thing for Roman Reigns then after coming back from the um, hiatus uh, to be involved in this type of feud, really? I mean, what would you do with Reigns? Hiatus. <laughs> um, well, wherever Roman Reigns looks, he's going against the McMahons. He's always going to be going against the company, whether it's Triple H, whether it's Vince, whether it's Shane, whether it's Stephanie. He's always going to be. F- fighting WWE mm. he's always going to be fighting the um, I don't know it does get a bit boring would well, you think that's WWE's problem because the greatest success they ever had was the kind of attitude era and ever since then they've tried to recreate the Austin versus McMahon feud of uh, the top star going against the authority is it time to maybe change it up a little bit and stop doing it maybe we don't need an authority figure there and a top guy to go after him we just need different storylines I think it you know it is good you're going against the machine you know you're going against the corporation you're going against like you know your bosses who are trying constantly trying to put you down but 
I don't know how many times one has to prove himself to mm. his boss, you know? Like I say, Reigns has been fighting the authority now for the, since, you know, 2015, so... It's well, been... 2014, he came in and he was actually on the side of the authority. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, you know, so for the past four years now, being going against, like I said, either, uh, any of the man Helmsley. And Shane McMahon incredibly started this match. I, I, I can't believe he's actually in control of Roman Reigns, and... I saw no one getting involved either. I, no. It was just Shane no, getting um, a bit of It range. was a brief distraction from uh, McIntyre, who was up on the ring apron. Roman turned towards him and Shane got the early start. And now it's McIntyre attacking Reigns from behind. But Shane, uh, uh, parts of me love Shane, but I can see why people really dislike him at the moment, especially in this position, as he throws Roman Reigns back in. And instead of going for the cover, just choking out Roman Reigns. Side rush of leg sweep as Shane leans over for a cover. But Reigns managing to kick out. Uh-huh. I mean, this makes Roman Reigns look weak. I mean, the Miz is one thing to go against Shane, but to have your so-called biggest guy taken on Shane McMahon and in a competitive match, it just—I'm sorry, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, even with outside interference, Reigns should be like Superman punch spear, job done. You know, do you think they're trying to put Shane up on the same pedestal that they had Vince McMahon on? I think, in a way, yeah, just to kind of... He's just been involved for so much, and like even more than Vince. Vince just took an ass-kicking with Shane. Yeah. It's more like, oh, yeah, toe-to-toe. You should be going toe-to-toe Roman Reigns. But Shane's done it before, you know, AJ Styles against fucking Undertaker at WrestleMania when that happened. When Shane came back, I thought, yeah, you know, he's going to have a couple of <laughs> matches and he'll be more behind the scenes. But he has had, actually, he's been like a full-time wrestler. Well, that, he's an on-screen talent. He doesn't really do anything we behind the scenes. saw him in things. London for fuck's sake. I know, I know. Involved in the, which was great. He hit the fucking coast to coast. But how many times can Shane and Matt keep doing that and just build, building towards the future? You know, Shane is not going to be main eventing in 10 years. Well, maybe he will. Yeah. And Shane with a sleeper to Reigns. And this is... Uh, it's not a great match. Well, I wasn't expecting it to be, but so Triple H. And now Reigns trying to get back to his feet from the sleeper. And now Reigns backing Shane up in a corner shoulder thrust. And now the clotheslines. We've seen him doing this before. He's finally got his way back into this match after Shane was in control for the last five minutes. Now here comes Reigns, head of momentum. And Shane didn't even get his hands up to block that. He just <laughs> took that hole with his face. And now Reigns and McIntyre having a bit of a stare down. Let's not forget them two, those two men are fighting at stomping ground. But here's a super showdown. It's Reigns now going to look for the Superman punch. He's going to get this match finished. No, Shane ducks it and goes low for the knee. Into the cover to... No, only a two count. Two. I would piss myself if Shane beat Reigns clean. Do you know, as Shane in like... Shane counter in the Superman punch. <laughs> but I mean, we've seen Roman Reigns, we've seen him... Beat Undertaker at WrestleMania. We've seen him beat Brock Lesnar. Beat John Cena. And he's struggling against Shane McMahon. But you're forgetting one thing. Shane McMahon is best in the world. And he's got a triangle now on Reigns. They are going with this best in the world thing, aren't they? They are. He's fucking... (laughs) One of these men has headlined four WrestleManias. And it was Shane's like, yeah, all right. I'd go toe-toe with that. And Reigns trying to fight, but he might be going out. Can Reigns power his way back to a vertical base? He does. Lifting Shane. Sit out powerbomb with one arm. Two. No. Shane kicking out. Uh, Fuck off, Michael Cole. You're a liar. 
This is not a good match. Shane rolls to the outside to wipe his... Oh. Well, the fans made a mistake there of trying to touch Shane. And then the security guard came in and said, you're not allowed to do that. Oh, McIntyre sending Reigns back first against the barricade. But Reigns turning it round, sending McIntyre face first into the turnbuckle. Superman punch off the stairs. And Shane comes flying out, but he gets caught with a huge uppercut. Upper what? That security guard's a cunt as well. I just mean like him in the crowd. You're not allowed to fucking touch wrestlers now. Come on. What are you going to kick me out for saying you the man? Reigns back in and Shane <laughs> hits the spear. One, two. Oh. Oh my days. That was a very fast count from Charles Robinson. Well, maybe Shane is uh, in his pocket. We've seen it before with Robinson. As Shane... Got the spear, but Reigns managing to kick out. Ah, uh, McMahon dropping a couple of elbows. And Shane McMahon has been in control of this match against Roman Reigns for the majority of it. Grand Slam champion. Shane McMahon has won the European title, though. Yeah, to be fair, to be fair. As he's now going up top to hit the coast. But Reigns hits Shane with a Superman punch. This is it. One, two. two. Oh. Shane kicked out Oh, of a Superman punch. Uh, if he if he if he does that to a spear, then I'm just walking out of your own house. I'm literally walking out of, of the whole studio. my own studio podcast. Is he gonna ooh? Uh, He's looking that way to put Shane away. This is it now. Ooh! Uh, Here Oh my God! Shane with a kick to the face. Shane blocking it, getting caught with an uppercut. Oh, Charles! Accidentally hitting Charles Robinson. Claymore kick in with a claymore kick. One, two, three. <laughs> So Reigns got put out with one Claymore kick. And Shane got the victory. I mean, no way, dude. Shane is beating Roman Reigns. I'm sorry, but no, this makes no sense whatsoever in the world of wrestling. Doesn't it make more sense for McIntyre to win the battle royal? Oh, my. And now McIntyre putting Shane on his shoulders. Oh, this is just... Shane is going to be more successful against Roman Reigns than Drew McIntyre is. McIntyre lost at Mania... Anyway, no way he's winning at stomping grounds. But Shane wins. Um, what a a weird match that was. Um, I, I, fireworks go off and Shane has looked competitive and beaten Roman Reigns. That is showing man's probably biggest victory. Look at the fireworks around the stadium celebrating this. I just, I just can't. Dan? Um, the match itself wasn't terrible, but this is... Shane shouldn't be winning. No. Nah. With or without help from McIntyre, he shouldn't be getting victories like that. And Roman Reigns, again, no disrespect to McIntyre, but he shouldn't be going down that easy to a Claymore kick. Yeah, or have McIntyre beating Reigns. And that'll build him up much more than it ever will Shane getting a victory. That's what... what does Shane actually achieve from this rub? I mean, more status to his best in the world accolade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A- apart from that, with McIntyre getting a victory and Shane costing him, you can continue the story there rather than the other way around. Uh, and it just wasn't a very good match. I'm, I'm quite disappointed. But let's hope the show can improve from here. Well, James, up next we have three-on-one handicap match. Lucha House Party versus Lars Sullivan. The Lucha House Party consists of Grand Metallic, Kalisto and... Lince Dorado! Let's see how they get on. After the prediction points for that, it's still 3-2. And let's see if we've gone different for Lars. So here comes Lars Sullivan, and it's my go for predictions, and I have gone for, in this one, Lars Sullivan. 
I have gone for Luchas to lose. I've gone for <laughs> Lars Sullivan as well. Yeah, it's been an interesting story, isn't it, with Lars Sullivan? Of course, we've spoken about his, um, well, early, you know, what he's saying on the internet, I think this, but he's back in contention. But I think they've really dropped the ball with Lars Sullivan, how to introduce him. I don't think three and one is a great idea. What are your thoughts on, on Lars Sullivan? Um, we saw him destroying tag teams. We saw him as an absolutely brutal, unstoppable monster. Uh, I, my problem is, is I think there's too many brutal monsters now. They've they've had like fucking Braun Strowman, who's kind of dulled down a bit. You've got McIntyre, you've got Lashley, you've got Baron Corbin. You know, there's there's too many, and that's not putting in the fucking tag teams. You've got the War Raiders. You've got heavy machinery and authors of pain as well. Yeah, that's true. You have got a lot of big power. Killian Dane. Uh, Lars Sullivan against three of these guys. Of course, you know, 205 Live, we've seen them. And they are great talents. You know, we're a huge fan of all three of them. Indeed. But to take on Lars Sullivan, it's going to be difficult. And Dorado's in there now with Lars. Wasn't Grand Metallic your pick or something? No, I think he's yours. He's 311, isn't he? Well, Lars grabs a leg and pushes away Dorado. Clubbering blow to the chest. But Lars Sullivan has got a bit of internal bleeding going on there. I don't know whether he's bitten his three times too big tongue. Well, Kalisto said that he's uh, putting in his shots with Sullivan. He doesn't uh, agree with the stuff he did say, but you don't know how much of a work and how much of a shoot it is. Sullivan just sends him, palms him head first over the top rope. I remember the old days, you know, when like Heidenreich or Snitsky used to come down and destroy like the cruiserweights that are out there. This kind of reminds me of that. I say the old days, not that old, but, you know, 10 years ago, that's what they used to do with the kind of the, the monsters and the hills. And I think Lars is, is better than those types of guys, you know. Yeah. But he's been put in the same situation and the crowd doesn't care because they have no idea who these four guys are. Well, Dorado got hung up there on top, thanks to Lars. Kalisto went down. Jumped down to save his own. And now Metallic with a couple of kicks. Springboard's in. Jumps over Sullivan. Handspring elbow. Catches Sullivan. Kick to the midsection. Kick to the chest. Tags in Kalisto who gets caught by Sullivan. He lands on it. He's getting the boots up to protect himself. Let's not forget Kalisto, former United States champion. Here he comes off the second. Ah. No, clubbing blow by (laughs) Sullivan. Just chops Kalisto to the mat. So what was it? Was Sullivan racing? He did a lot of things like that. Yeah, had a go at like Susan G. Coleman and, um, you know, the Make-A-Wish kids and and just kind of everything like this. Uh, but he also, you know, before his debut, he was meant to uh, debut or make his main roster appearance in January, but he had the kind of panic attack, panic attack or uh, issues there as well. So it's been a long time coming. Some kicks to the face. I think that's just angering the big man, though. Sullivan just powers him up and slams him down to the mat. Spits and it catches all in his beard. Oh, nice. And now just clubbing blows by Lars. It reminds me a bit like Fester. He's, he's a weird looking dude, is Lars Sullivan. And now he's climbing up to the top rope. We can see a 450. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. No Dorado Metallic up stopping him. Kick him off the top turnbuckle. And now all three members of Lucha House Party putting the boots to Sullivan. They get disqualified. Sullivan gets the victory. Are you fucking kidding me with that? They take out Sullivan and they're just starting to beat him. Kalisto's got the legs. Dorado with a spasher on the top. Kalisto's still holding Sullivan's legs. Now he goes metallic, walking the ropes. Hitting that huge elbow drop. And now Lucha House Party scurry out of the ring. Well, Sullivan there and looking on. But I can't believe the Why just have him in a three-on-one match as Sullivan's going to go chase him down now? Oh, no, metallic. Backdrops, 
onto the ring mat. Kalisto's clothesline and Dorado gets thrown down the ramp. And Sullivan just slams Kalisto on the stage. Uh, Lucha House Party thought they'd won the battle for tonight. But Sullivan wasn't uh, <laughs> stopping. Now Dorado over the top. Gets caught by Sullivan. Oh, gets planted on the hard part of the ring. Sullivan roars in triumph. Well, a freak accident here by Lars Sullivan. And he might it might end in DQ, but he did win the match in the end. So another point for us, it goes 4-3. Dan, what do you think of the match? <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're going to look strong, why get him to win via DQ? Seems weird. And then he still wipes the floor with Lucha House Party anyway. Yeah, I mean, this is a weird thing, and it just doesn't make a lot of sense, you know, uh, which which is a damn shame. So uh, we'll move on from that. We'll try and explain it in a little bit. But up next, Dan, it's your dream match. It's the King of Kings, Triple H, going against the Viper, Randy Orton. Indeed, yes. Uh, 27 world championships between them. I mean, that is an impressive match, isn't it? But are you actually genuinely excited for this match? Um, I am and I'm not. You know, it's it's a bit of a, a mixed one for me. Um, I'm not sure what kind of... Ma- <laughs> <laughs> what? Go on. There was a really funny drawing of Randy Orton in the crowd. <laughs> and it just kind of stopped me in my tracks. It took my breath away. Yeah. Um, this is a match that I don't know what, you know, who's... If anyone's going to benefit from this, what the point of this is. I mean, this is a match that we've seen before and we've kind of had the end of it. Mm. I mean, the only thing that makes sense is in about November time if Triple H goes against Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, because then it would be evolution in the year, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, nice one, Captain Smart. But uh, I think the thing is with this is that it's just kind of been put in here and it, it doesn't really... Excitement! I know it's going to be kind of 20 minutes of the same old stuff. And I know you're a Randy Orton fan. I know you like Triple H. Yes, it doesn't really light the fire under me. I see Orton coming out and now it's uh, Triple H. What do you think of Orton's entrance? It was just his standard entrance. What about Triple H's? Yeah, just your standard Triple H entrance coming out here on a... Whatever the fuck that is. Coming out on a trike. Oh my God, Triple H loves himself, doesn't he? And this is what Cody Rhodes mocked, that double or nothing. Wow. So, Dan, who have we gone for in this match? James, two of my all-time favourites are in this card in Goldberg and Randy Orton. Would I be an idiot and go against Randy Orton? Of course I'll go against my man, Randy Orton. Oh, you've gone Randy Orton. Well, Dan, at the moment it's 4-3, but we have got different because I've gone for Triple H to win because I don't like Randy Orton. So we'll see what happens in this match. You shut your fucking whore mouth. At least Randy Orton's not being Shane McMahon's bitch during uh, this fucking pay-per-view. At least he's actually doing something. No, Randy Orton's been Triple H's bitch for 20 years or 17 years, wherever long it is. Match that main event of WrestleMania 25. Yep. Which is one of the worst main events of all time. But at least the fans here know who they are. They'll sit down in a minute. And a huge RKO cut chant. Yeah. Going throughout the oh, fans. The, the, Charted by the tens. So oh, will God. Triple H, another former Evolution member. Well, that was last time's action against Batista. Of course, Randy Orton, his last match was Dan. Uh, he, he must have won it. Money in the bank. And these two guys, you know, Triple H was Randy Orton's mentor when he was coming into it as part of Evolution. 
Um, Triple H has taught him everything Orton knows, but not everything Triple H. I can understand you're speechless. Oh, pedigree attempt. Orton escapes it looking for the RKO. The three most dangerous letters in the business. Triple H managing to escape here. Both men having a stare off in opposite corners. Let's go Randy. Hunter sucks. Dueling chance both in favour of Randy. I, I, I understand you're speechless, James. Watching a match of this magnitude. I mean, I know you never thought you'd be able to watch another match between these two. And you're just absorbing the atmosphere. Just one twist. I oh, know, James. I oh, know, James. You're trying to trying to speak, but it's uh, just looking at Randy Orton. It renders moot. Whip. Oh, Triple H sidesteps it. Orton's shoulder first into the ring post, into his RKO delivering arm, and the game nearly wrenching it out of his socket. But let's not forget, James. It was at this event last year that Triple H ripped his pectoral. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Oh, and Randy Orton's just dropped Triple H back first onto the announce table. This could be the break that the Viper needs. <laughs> Orton could have easily won this by count out, but no. He doesn't want to go the coward's route. You'd never associate Orton and going the coward's route in the same sentence, and he's not going to do it here tonight in Saudi Arabia. He's going to beat him mano y mano. <sighs> and Orton doing his uh, usual stick going around, focusing in on every single body part of the game, stomping on his hands, on his feet. On his shins, and they're just posing to the millions and millions of the fans he's got around the world. You don't seem to be mentioning the fact that Triple H has been beating up Orton for a little while as well. You don't. You don't seem to be mentioning the fact that he's been... said hurt his arm. <laughs> oh, and Triple H goes straight back to Orton's arm, but and goes back on the offense, stomping away. <laughs> You're always calling Orton in offense. It's like Triple H is not even in this well, match, man. You're not even contributing a fucking single word. Because apart you, from cutting me off, I, I'm just saying your anti-bias on Randy Orton is, is something that we have tried to work on in the past. Here, I was commentating on Drew McIntyre's input during our, his match, his <laughs> appearance for five minutes. I mean, I was very got his own entrance and everything. Twat. I comment on Bobby Roode's participation in the fucking floor flumble. Let's hope he's in it. So what's happening now, then? Orton has got an expertly applied <laughs> side headlock to the game who is gasping for breath and in a lot of trouble. You see that again? It was always Orton. Well, who's in control of the fucking match, you twat? <laughs> Triple H? No, Orton is. Oh, well. Triple H trying his hardest to fight out. But can't because Orton just too Slowly managing to. Just jealous, Jack. Jealous. And here's Triple H with knees. Putting his hand over his mouth so we can't see him talking to Wharton. So is that is that what we want to do? Oh, but Triple H is managing to fight up with a couple of humongous shots to the perfectly formed abdomen of Randy Orton. <laughs> no, listen, no, what? no. You were doing all right there. And then did you see where you went wrong? <laughs> I'm just, I want to see. I was just, wanna, you know. How are they not perfectly formed? I, I, just saying. Am I lying? No. Oh, uh, <laughs> God, I forgot how boring Randy Orton matches can be. Danger of WWE, I, the commentators are saying it. I wish we could fast forward this five minutes, he's still being that sleeper. <laughs> how dare you disrespect a Randy Orton. Are those, are those new trunks for Randy Orton? James, stop being silly. I'm just saying, I don't really uh, pay attention to his attire, but I know it's a little bit different. Yeah. And now it's Triple H fighting back. Here we go. Oh, for a brief second until Orton regains control <laughs> of the cerebral assassin. 
That's Triple H now. Winning. Look, he's actually got the punches. He's taking Orton out. Nope. Orton stopped him and he's rocking the game. A huge right hand. Oh, no. Triple H reverses the Irish whip. Orton ducks it. Aye. Oh, but the game with his standard running knee. I mean, how fucking boring is he? Yep. It's like a DDT, isn't it? Or... You could come up with your own... Oh, my God. How slow is he moving? <laughs> well, Triple H is an old man. Let's not forget. And Orton... They're both phoning it in at this point, and there you go, Triple H with a knee to the face. They call me Shirley. Triple H looking to load up the pedigree. No, Orton manages to escape, and the move that doesn't work in real life, the catapult. (laughs) 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 And Triple H hits the top turnbuckle, but responds with a clothesline. Oh, no. A two count. Two. Triple H again looking for the pedigree. Oh, no. Depositing him over the top rope. Triple H hanging on. Landing on the apron. Orton with some huge rights to the head. Oh, he's got a suspension DDT a lot. Triple H is trying to fight it as much as he can. But no, the game fighting out. I didn't touch him, did it? I dropped it. Well, I buy some. Was you looking at your dick again? Nearly as long as this match. <laughs> Classic. Well, Orton taking his time with Triple H in the corner. It's almost like people can get their pictures. Photo opportunity. Oh, I'm looking for the RKO, but Triple H fine out and a clubbing blow to the back of the head, knocking the Viper down. <laughs> oh, now look at Triple H in the corner. Waiting for Orton to get up so he can tell him to suck it. Oh, but his classic Orton power slam. Shoulders giving him jip, though, taking him a while to cover. And only a two count. Two. Oh, fucking Orton's the last star WWE made. And again, can he try and get Triple H in his suspension DDT? He's got him locked up. Bang! Plants him head first. And it's it's a lot more impactful than your usual DDT. Because not not only are they at an elevated position, but the amount of torque and pressure that Orton put as well as you go into the mat. Oh, well, thank you. And now, you are welcome, James. <laughs> that's fine. I appreciate your input. And now what's going to happen, Dan? Well, he's going to pound the mat briefly before delivering the three most devastating letters in WWE. R.K. Oh, and that's more, more, more devastating than the GTS. Well, the game's slowly trying to get back to his feet. As Orton pounds the mat, eyes locked on his prey. Oh, no, blocked by Triple H. Spinebuster, two, no. Orton managing to kick out. Oh. Triple H's Spinebuster. The game going for another cover, and Orton kicking out of that, too. Oh, two. Oh, but Randy Orton. Two. Oh, so close. Well, he's got the cross face on. In tribute to one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. He was 50 on our list. <laughs> he was, to be fair. He was on the list. I mean, lesser men have tapped out quicker than this from that. I mean, his wife and kids. And the thing is about it is that, I mean, how dangerous the pedigree is. And it's probably an easier way to go for Randy Orton. Well, the pedigree, we've seen people laying down for about 15 seconds after a pedigree and still get pinned. At least 20 seconds. It's actually one of the most protected moves in WWE. <laughs> <laughs> His hands reaching. Orton gets to the rope, though, stops the mission. But we can't discount the amount of damage that's been done to Orton's shoulder throughout the process of that. The shoulder that Triple H has been working on is twice as long as any other match. Oh, Orton nearly getting the RKO locked in. But Triple H looking for the pedigree. No, Orton... With a back body drop, Randy rolling through, bang, hits the RKO, all over, good night game. No, fuck off. One, two, yeah. oh! Here we go, they're busting out. We're getting towards the end of this. 
back drop off the pedigree attempt. Orton rolls through, looking for the RKO, hits it. But somehow the game gets his shoulder up at two. Two. Orton didn't get all of his cover, you see, because he's got that damaged shoulder. And he had the, yeah, the weight as well, I suppose. Can he hit another RKO? And what's Orton going to do? Punt? You just call me? No, no, no. Sorry, Orton with a punt. What? No, Orton uses the finisher, doesn't he? Oh, is he going to kick Triple H's head off? Yes. Well, taking someone's head off in Saudi Arabia. I mean, <laughs> it's common to every happens every day. Exactly. That's what the fans love. They love the a good fans punt. fans are chanting for it. They want to see Triple H's head kicked into the stands. No, the game catches the foot and looks up at the Viper with a mean look on his face. You try punt. And now we get a pedigree. No, no, boom. No. Pedigree. One, two, three. Oh. <laughs> and the pedigree that keeps people down for at least 15 seconds. Uh. Uh. At least 25 seconds. At least 30 minutes. Uh. Auto managed to kick out of it. Uh. Well, I fucking never. Bollocks. Bollocky bollocks. Well, both men have hit their finisher so far in the match. Yeah, but both... Either man's successful. <sighs> I mean, what's everyone else's backup move? Well, punt and sledgehammer. Well, looks like Orton's going outside to get the sledgehammer. So Chibet's going to hit the RKO and win then? What a punt. What'd you call me? <laughs> I said you're a cunt. Oh, right. Sorry, I thought you were talking about Manuel's finisher. Nah. Oh... Orton with a very intelligent thumb to the eye. Looking for the backdrop on the announce table for a second time. Triple H fighting out of it. Going to hit a backdrop of his own. Come on out, Trips. Take advantage. What's good for the goose is good for the Randall. <laughs> and he's got him again. Oh, he's going to go for a second. Hits the trivector. Fourth time. The table didn't give way. Triple H looks shattered. That's it. Throw him in. Get the job done. And Triple H looking on. Glares at Randy Orton. Here we go. He's going to finish him now. He's going to punt him. Boom! RKO. One, two, three. You fuck. Out <laughs> of nowhere. Randy Orton beats Triple H. And you expected anything different? Well, I did because I went Triple H. Um, not a bad match, I suppose. Dan, what are your thoughts? Um... It was a bit slow at times. Yeah, I understand that they are wrestling in extreme heat. You know, um, that's that's got to be it. But did they deserve, what, 25 minutes this match went on for? No. Cool, cool, I cool, don't no. think they did, no. 15, 20 minutes tops. Mm. They could have cut out five minutes of this match and it wouldn't have hampered it at all. I did actually thoroughly enjoy the work that both these guys put in, though. It was a good classic Triple H versus Randy Orton yeah. back and forth match. It was a right, wasn't it? It was a right. Um, it's passable. And, and I think what we've seen tonight, it kind of sums up the night as a whole. Uh, but we, we'll, we'll move on anyway. And our next match is Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. And, of course, this already came about uh, with the... Talk about retro, the, um, the arm wrestling segment on Monday Night Raw. And Lashley with the powder to the face that any good heel would do. And hitting a power slam. There's no doubt Bobby Lashley is a powerful man, but he's been chronic under you. But he fallen from grace, fall, you know, quicker than Braun Strowman. This time last year, he won the greatest Royal Rumble. And he the last time they were in Saudi Arabia, faced for the Universal Championship. And now he's facing Bobby Lashley. What's happened with Strowman? Exactly. I would like to know that answer as well. I have no idea. Um, 
Again, is there too many big guys, too many monsters, too many powerhouses? I've honestly no idea what what their reasons are. No, uh, it's weird. I don't know if things happen backstage, and, and everybody was saying he's going to be the next uh, universe champion, and, and I'm glad I said at the time, no, they'll fuck it up, and this is what's happened, and he's still, you know, a guy we thought was going to be universal ta- champion, won money in the bank last year, just completely dropped the ball with him. So Strowman now destroying Lashley's platform. Well, wow, that's a that's a statement of intent. Uh, Score-wise now, Dan, you've got the point for Orton versus Triple H. So we are for all um, as we head into the next one. And prediction-wise for this one, I have gone for Braun Strowman. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, so you've got Strowman. Well, they tell the tape, Dan. Uh... Bobby Lashley is six foot three, weighs two hundred and sixty pounds. His chest size is fifty four inches, bicep size twenty one inches, and he can bench press five hundred and thirty five pounds. Well, throughout the tower of the tape, Braun Strowman towers over Lashley at six foot eight inches. He outweighs Lashley by eighty pound at three hundred and forty. He's got a nine inch bigger chest. He's got a one inch bigger bicep, and he can bench press about more than Lashley as well at five hundred and eighty five pound. Well, who's got the biggest dick? Lashley. Dragon. Yeah, black. Big. And these are the important, you know, you don't get this kind of input cast organisation no. aside from the WNR. We we are curious about the size of these wrestlers' dicks. I mean, no one is ever going to measure up to Alex Wright. No, no, without doubt, no one ever will. But, you know, there might be some pretenders and like we said, it's all about the total package, isn't it? You know, as a Lex professional Luger. wrestler. No, not Lex Luger. I'm talking about... You know what I mean. Anyway, here we go. Lashley and Strowman. Strowman and Lashley. Test your strength and Strowman wins that one. Big man versus nearly big man. Even bigger man. Strowman's got the power, but look, the actual temperature is 90 degrees. And in a ringside, real feel 100 degrees. Is that... I haven't got a clue, but it is hot as a motherfucker as Lashley tries his shoulder block. And to be credit to Shane, he wasn't sweating that much earlier either, you know. It was sweat, but... Looks like maybe Lashley and Strowman that's buying a little bit more. Unless the baby oil was shared out back. So cover himself with water. Volta. <laughs> what he's there as well. Oh, here we go. It's what we wanted. A test of strength. It's what you want from two big guys going against each other. Greco-Roman knuckle lock. With a kick to the midsection. Drops Strowman to a knee. Yeah, but Strowman now trying to grab the arm of Lashley. Pick him up. And that's nice for these two big men. That's how two big men should wrestle. You know what I mean? When they go for it. Strowman splashing Lashley in the corner after their impressive exchange of manoeuvres. But Lashley moving out on a second attempt. Picks up Strowman. Oh my God, and not many people can pick him up with ease like that. Running power slam, this could be it. One, two, oh. no. Strike out. Uh-huh. What happened to Well, Leo Rush is, at this moment in time, on sabbatical because of uh, his comments that he made. About wanting to be a top baby face in the company and other stuff that he said about others as well. So, And storyline-wise, he's been on and off again with Lashley. So, it's another one of those things. He just never really gets explained. Strowman down on one knee, blocking Lashley's shots and hitting him with a huge chop to the chest. But Lashley's still fighting down on Braun Strowman. He's got a rear chin lock now locked in. It's the best thing to do with Strowman. Keep him down, keep him grounded. And Strowman's struggling to have any impact in this match. And Lashley looking quite impressive. It's not been a great night for the Hills, but maybe he can pull it out here. And Strowman, though, pushing Lashley away. Picks him up, Spinebuster. Strowman trying to find his way back into this match now after being worn down by Bobby Lashley. Oh, just charges through Bobby. There's no doubt both of these men want this. 
Nice driver now, looking to go in the attack in the corner. Oh, running, splashing the corner. Actually rolls to the outside. Is that going to stop him as Strowman looks to circle the ring? Building up speed as he goes. Boom! Runs him down. <laughs> and I don't think Strowman's finished there. Boom! him down for a second time. Braun again. And now he sends Bobby in. And he just destroys Lashley in the corner. He's clubbing blow across the chest. And now Strowman. Slam. One, two. No. Lashley managing to kick out. Ah. I thought that was Strowman's finisher. No. That was a power slam. His finisher is the running oh, power. I'm sorry, I made See, a mistake. taking yes. two steps in two a forward steps. momentum. Yep. All the difference. It is. It's like a super kick and a sweet chin music. Yeah. No, yeah, when you're right, you're right. I, oh, my God. Strowman just went into that ring post there. I think he moved the ring at least a couple of inches. Maybe back the other yeah. direction later on. Oh, Lashley's going to take some steps around the ring. Back Strowman into Barry Cade. When's the last time we saw that and the barricade not be yeah. better made in Saudi Arabia? And now the referee counting. Lashley going to suplex Strowman. On the entranceway ramp. Oh. Oh, my God. Right on that LED steel, as Michael Cole says. And Strowman might be done. Stick him in. Lashley into the cover. Two. No. no. Strowman managing to kick out. Oh. Is it me or does Strowman not look as beatable going against Lashley as he has other po- opponents? I mean, normally Strowman looks unstoppable, but against Lashley, he looks stoppable. I think it's, I like, I like Against it the Lashley more. who lost in mere seconds to Finn Balor. Yeah, but I think with Lashley, there's still a lot they can do. I like two power men just going at it, you know, back and forth. And that's what we're, that's what we're seeing, you know. Oh, wait a minute. Power no. slam. Yep, sorry, that's not it. Oh, boom. That's the running power slam. There you go. One, two, three. Well, Strowman gets the victory here over Bobby Lashley. Dan, what are your thoughts on that match? That was actually quite a good dual powerhouse match. You know, two big, strong guys going against each other. Um, you know, trying to do a lot of damage in a different environment. It could have been a bit more of a hard-hitting affair with a few accoutrements involved in the match as well. Yeah. But for what it was, where it was, it wasn't terrible. I thought it was quite good stuff, yeah. Well, we move on. It's uh, after that. Points wise, it's five all as we head into our next match, which is for the WWE Championship. And your WWE Champion Kofi Kings coming out here. Look at the fireworks. That is an awesome entrance to have wherever you are. You know, just as kind of visually. But what have you thought of the build up? Because it's Dolph Ziggler instead of Kevin Owens. He's come back and shot the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, he's come back and he says basically, it should be me. It should be me. In Kofi Kingston's position. I have been here just as long as Kofi has. I've had, you know, a title run beforehand. And I've won a Money in the Bank briefcase. But I still deserve more than Kofi Kingston deserves. Um, Rightly so, you know. Dolph Ziggler does deserve a lot. He is a great, great asset to the company. And if you don't use him, you're going to lose him. Exactly. Um, But these two guys, I think these two should have a very, very good match. You know, they're both capable athletes um yeah it has been enjoyable uh it's not bad because you know kofi and uh ziggler face each other more times than anybody else on a wwe pay-per-view uh which you know is a great statistic ab- about that and and also when it comes to championship matches this is for the wwe title Dan. well james you know you fact me so i'm gonna fact you back just as hard Ziggler won the US title from Kofi in 2011 and the Intercontinental title from Kofi in 2010. Can he win the WWE title from Kofi 
in 2019. Well, it would be interesting to see, you know, these men, like I said, have faced each other so many times when it comes to pay-per-view. They will know each other inside out. If you count the house show matches that they had, they faced each other at least thousand times. At least two thousand times. So prediction-wise, Dan, who have you gone for in this match? I have gone for and still champion Coffee Kingston. I too have gone Coffee Kingston in this match. I just see it as a as a way to have someone in so Kofi can beat them and just move it along, you know, so and Ziggler here got the American flag on his trunks. Is that a, a Arabian crowd maybe? Well, no, because one of the Lucha House Party had a, um, Andrade had Mexican coloured trunks. Yeah, I suppose. Kofi Kingston's got Jamaican coloured trousers on. Uh, and of course, let's not forget Kofi Kingston has been in Ghana in his hometown recently, showing off the W Championships. So maybe he's uh, I might be off the ball a little bit, but that was a nice start by Kingston. Yeah, jumping over Dolph Ziggler, hitting a spinning back elbow. He's going backed up in a shot to the face, working the midsection of Ziggler as well now. Let's not forget Ziggler's been away for so long as well. We haven't seen him since the Royal Rumble, so you've got to wonder about ring rust when it comes to that. Concentrating on his stand-up comedy career. Mm. But a lovely drop kick there, getting Kingston on the button, but can't even get a one. <laughs> now Ziggler just raking the eyes, going to go for the net breaker. Here's on Kingston, goes for the cover, two. No, only a two count. Two. So what are your thoughts on Dolph Ziggler and James? I mean, you know, we saw his uh, brief run with Drew McIntyre, and then he's kind of left to focus on his stand-up career. They should do with Dolph. I think they've dropped the ball with Dolph in the past. I think that's what we say. How popular he was by the kind of the, the hardcore fan base. His money in the bank cash is probably one of the loudest pops of all time due to injury and kind of what happened to him. Never really had that spot and was never thought of as a main event talent, which I think Ziggler could have been, you know. And maybe there was too many comparisons to other people and what he could do. But a fully motivated Ziggler could still be a main event player, I feel, in the WWE, especially if people like Kofi Kingston are getting a chance now to actually show that they belong at this level. It makes sense for Ziggler to move up with him and even with a feud, you know, so he still could be used a lot. But Ziggler wants his own independence, and I think that makes sense. But it seems to fit into perfectly. I think the bigger picture for, for Ziggler is that if he can come and go as he pleases, and like I said, if WWE wanted to go to AEW, then they can keep him around and just use him as they want. As for Kofi Kingston, what do you think about him in the new day? Do you think we're going to see anything from the fallout of his WWE title run? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, it would certainly make things interesting. You know, uh, someone like Big E or Xavier Woods saying, look, you know, well, you've had your chance. I want my opportunity. I want a match against you. You know, and we could have something like that. Or if Kingston continues his feud with Dolph Ziggler, what what would Big E's kind of perspective be on that? Because, you know, as as we're aware... Biggie used to be the henchman for Dolph Ziggler when he was uh, Mr. Money in the Bank. Um, you know, would Langston be conflicted in some way? Mm. It would be good if they could pull that from the past and say, this is actual, you know, before New Day happened, this is what went before. And WWE don't do a lot of that, do they? And I think this, there's a problem when they look at things and you know, use things from the past and maybe try and make that more into play if you have got history rather than trying to make new feuds all the time, you know, it's nice that Ziggler and Kofi can talk about their kind of feuds they've had over the Intercontinental title and the US title leading to this. And Ziggler's been in control of this the past couple of minutes, just keeping Kofi down. But Kofi getting back to his feet, responding with the right hands. Ziggler having a good time as the Irish whips Kofi. Sternum first into the turnbuckle. Whiplash effect there of Dolph Ziggler. 
And there's Xavier Woods there, playing the tune, trying to get Kofi back into it. And I know these guys are getting paid a lot, but do you think the heat is actually stifling her? It might be. It's weird, because at WrestleMania, I'm sure there was kind of like fans who, why couldn't they do the same here in Saudi Arabia if it's affected them that much? Because even Ziggler looks, like you say, it's slowing them down a little bit, isn't it, you know? Yeah. The Kingston fighting back with his controlled fury. Boom. Jumping clothesline takedown. The New Day boom drop. And Kofi might be looking to end things now. Set on Trouble in Paradise. No, Dolph Ziggler half-stepping out the ring, luring Kingston in, hitting him with a back elbow. Plants him with a DDT. One, two. No. A two count. Two. Well, Woods' cheerleader looking on. He nearly saw Kofi losing that title. And maybe Ziggler would look for having someone in his corner. He's usually have that. You talk about, you know, Big E and, and people like that in the past. Vicky. Vicky Guerrero. AJ. So maybe Ziggler might be looking if he's around more full-time to get someone like that. Or the rest of the Spirit Squad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. And of course, recently McIntyre as well as Kofi gets sent into that ring post. I'm not sure with the green and yellowy kind of trunks and the blue T-shirt. Together. <laughs> and now Ziggler shouting at Kofi like we've seen with the hills tonight. And now Ziggler's got Kofi up on top. And he's going to look to superplex. Push on the top, but Kingston's holding on with his legs. Trying to fight out as much as he can from Ziggler. Headbutt from Kofi, drops Ziggler to the mat. A Kingston looking to go flying cross body. Ziggler rolls through. One, two. Oh. No. Kofi with a kick out. Oh. Looks like Ziggler went for the famous, but got caught by Kofi. Backslide, though, from Ziggler. Rolls him up, but only a two. Two. Roll up for Kofi, only a two. Two. Roll up for Ziggler, only a two. Two. And now Ziggler gets caught. SOS. One, two. No. Oh, this time, Ziggler managing to kick out. Oh. you got full of Charles Robson as well. He's working as hard as anybody else. For a black man. Ziggler on the apron. Kofi runs into a knee. Oh, Kofi sidesteps Ziggler. Though. Sends him to the outside. And now Kofi's going up. He's looking to hurt Ziggler. Back first. Oh. Takes out Ziggler. I think he might have hurt himself in the process as well. Well, he went back blind. And it must have been at least 12 foot in the air. Being foot up. Dolph sending Kofi back first into Barricade and then back first into the steel steps. Oh, Woods caught. He was just trying to help Kingston up, but he gets caught with a super kick. I don't think Woods was doing anything wrong, but Ziggler made a mistake there. And Kofi now on a fury. Crowley is dead for this one as well. Looking for a shot, uh, but Duck, uh, Ziggler ducks looking for trouble in paradise, but Ziggler moves out of the way. Oh, Woods with a step up into Guri to Ziggler. Trouble in Paradise and the free for Kingston. Wow, and just like that, Kofi wins and retains. In a, well, uh, to be fair, Ziggler did attack Woods and not the other way around, so I haven't really got a problem with that. Very basic match, though, it felt, didn't it? Yeah. You know, like run-of-the-mill stuff. Still not bad considering the talent on the show, but again, could have been, I think, a lot better, you know? Any thoughts, Dan? Uh, no, you know, I, I, completely say, <coughs> I completely see what you're saying, but... um. You know, I know Ziggler hit Woods first, but, you know, Woods kicking Ziggler in the face behind the rest, really? It's a bit heelish way, isn't it? It is know? a bit un-New Day from New Day. It's a bit Shane O'Mac, you know? So, um, But after that, we both get a point, and it's 6-all, with only two matches left. So our next match is the Battle Royals. The fireworks go off as the Miz comes out here, and the Miz is in this one. Uh, and the Miz is looking to win, and I think he damn well should. But, uh, Dan, do you list the competitors for us? 
I can indeed. Yes, we have Akam, Akira Tazawa, Ali, Apollo Cruz, Bo Dallas, Brian Kendrick, Buddy Murphy, Cedric Alexander, Cesaro, Chad Abel, Kurt Hawkins, Curtis Axel, Dash Wilder, Drew Gulak, EC3, Eric Young, Eric, Heath Slater, Humberto Carrillo, Ivar, Jay Uso, Jimmy Uso, Jinder Mahal, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, Matt Hardy, Mike Kanellis, Mojo Rawley, Monsoor, No Way Jose, Only Lorkin, Otis, Rezar, Ricochet, Robert Roode, Rowan, Rusev, Samir Singh, Samoa Joe, Scott Dawson, Shelton Benjamin, Shinsuke Nakamura, <laughs> Sinkara, Sunil, The Miz, Titus O'Neil, Tony Nice, Tucker, Xavier Woods, and Zack Ryder. Well, I've got to say, Ben, of that talent, I've got to go for my man, Buddy Murphy, in this one. Dan, what about you? I am going to go for... Mike Kanellis? Mike Kuntichi. <laughs> um, I'm going to go for the Swiss Superman, Cesaro. Cesaro. When the last coming out here and singing a tune as well. Titus came down, be very careful. He did, yes, even stopped briefly before the entranceway. Dear. And good night. And the Miz has heard enough of Elias' singing, attacks him and throws him into the ring. And this match gets underway. Oh my goodness. Yes. Well, I know who I want the first to be eliminated. Mojo? Yep. Oh, wait a minute. No. Singh Bob's in trouble there. So is Jinder Mahal, but Sunil and Samir both being elevated. Both being thrown over. So is EC3's EC been eliminated as well. Oh, there you go. Just incredible. There goes <laughs> Carl Anderson. <laughs> oh. Eric Young. There's Humberto Carrillo. Well, Ricochet's there. He's one of the biggest stars. Murphy, come on, oh, son. Oh, God. Go on, buddy. Him. <laughs> Stay. Michael Ellis might have been eliminated. Oh, there goes uh, Luke Gallows. Luke Gallows, he's gone. Heath Slater's gone. He's got kids, you know. The Miz is getting double teamed by a member of the Revival and Zach Hawkins. Like Kurt Hawkins. I like the fact Matt Hardy's wearing kind of an like old school Hardy outfit. Yeah. There goes Akira Tozawa. Ah, ah, ah. Oh, dear. Oh. There goes Bo Dallas. I think only Lorkin's. Well, Lord... quite quickly. Only Lorkin's gone. He's that Seth Rollins on the outside. <laughs> Kendrick, isn't it? It is. Brian Kendrick. It's nice to see the authors of pain back together as well. It is indeed, yeah. And there's your man Cesaro in the centre of the ring at the moment. That's good, as long as he's not being eliminated like No Way Jose. And Gulak's been at the bottom rope for a long time. Mojo's gone. Oh, that's a shame. So's Kendrick. No one even noticed him even in there. Oh, fucking hell, buddy. Buddy, hanging on again. That's the <laughs> second time we've seen in trouble. Robert Roode, he's nearly going. <laughs> oh, there's your cruiserweight champion getting eliminated <laughs> from the Battle Royal. Yes. Ali, hanging on. Elias and Tucker Knight going at it. So there's two Eric's in there then? Eric Young and Eric from uh, War Raiders and Spy King. And Eric Rowan. Eric Rowan. Free Eric. Free Eric. <laughs> Eric's a popular name. Eric Shun. Yeah. Well, there's Robert Rude in the corner. Just playing it safe at the moment. Oh. Uh, this is a standoff. Heavy machinery. Viking War Raiders experience. And Authors of Pain. And here we go. All six men going for it. Big balls. Big hosses. He comes back from his knee injury. Oh, so that Tucker. And the Authors of Pain eliminate Tucker Knight. Eric and Ivor. Or Hanson and Rowe. Oh, Authors of Pain's gone. Acom's gone. Razar follows him. And that's showing who the dominant team is at the moment. Oh, because Otis Dozovic is still in there. <laughs> Big doze. And, oh, who's that hiding under the ring? Titus O'Neill. Mr. World Slade. Hoorah, hoorah, hoorah. And he might just win this. As he takes down Eric and Ivor. And Shelton Benjamin, remember him? 
It is a bit of a melee in that ring at the moment. Is there too much going on? Yeah, it's awful. They just need to clear the ring a little bit and just... To... Oh, my God. Titus O'Neil's eliminated both members of the War Raiders Viking experience. Well, he might just win this one here. Hoorah, hoorah, hoorah. Oh. <laughs> Shelton Benjamin looking to low bridge Titus O'Neil. Oh, there's Ali that. hanging on for dear life. Robert Roode trying to get rid of him from the match. There we go. Finally, with a spot, Benjamin. Oh, running knee lift takes out Titus O'Neil. Shelton Benjamin might be a dark horse in this match. Well, the Usos in there as well. They've been a bit quiet. And it's Usos versus, well, one half of the tag team champions. Woods oh! eliminates Buddy Murphy. Oh, my man. My man's gone. All right, my new pick, Kurt Hawkins, then. I've always liked Kurt in this match. My man's still in it. Cesaro. <laughs> if we don't. And Benjamin hung up on top by Matt Hardy. He's gone. Eliminates him with a twist of fate. And now it's Rusev Cesaro going at it. And Hawkins going against Samoa Joe. Yeah. Oh, gone, Hawkins. Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> Hawkins done. No, Zack Ryder saves his yes. partner. Well done, son. Oh, Ooh. well, Ryder's gone. But Hawkins. Ah, oh. oh, who's your third pick? All right. Uh, Robert Roode, of course, I've got to go for him. He's glorious. He's already been eliminated. No, he's in the corner there. Oh, yeah, there with Elias. He's got rid of his moustache. Because like you, James, he was ridiculed and mocked for having a stupid moustache. Would you leave me and him alone? Your former NXT champion. He's still got his goatee, though. He didn't have a goatee. He had a beard. Beard. <laughs> well, Chad Gable with his haircut. I didn't even recognise him. <laughs> Revival working together over uh, one of the Usos. Jinder Mahal there fighting for it in the corner. Where's our truth? Well, he did fly over here, but maybe he's just taking it easy. He just flew over for that 24-7 spot. Uh, oh. Gable's gone. Nakamura. Oh, he got dropped by Apollo Crews. But Rusev with a kick, and now Nakamura eliminate Crews. Ali and Ricochet, that'd be quite a tag team to be uh, to be going against. Well, the biggest men are still in there. I think Samoa Joe and uh, Eric Rowan. Elias isn't a small fella himself. And of course, my pick, Robert Roode. Miz, why are you trying to go for my pick? We were friends once. Oh, and Jinder trying to get rid of Ricochet. And Ricochet eliminating a former WWE champion. And you so now, Jimmy and Scott Dawson just exchanging. Dash and Cesaro go at it. Nakamura really and Kane. <laughs> Rusev turns his attentions to Rowan. Samoa Joe trying to eliminate Dozovic. Nakamura and Rusev both working together trying try to eliminate Big Doze, who fights out of it. No, no, they're going to try to double-team him. And he runs through both men. And there we go. <laughs> it's the Caterpillar and the double elbow. Show me didn't nip up from that. Oh, yeah! But Rowan takes him out and eliminates him from the rumble. Well, Woods tried there, but Rowan just too big. Rowan catches a hand. Got the iron claw. Plants Woods. Well, Kofi was successful earlier, but I don't think Xavier Woods is going to be now. It's dropped over the top rope. Right on to Big Doach. And <laughs> the Usos. Jewel super kicks eliminates Rowan. Oh, and the Revival eliminate the Usos. Twist of fate to Dawson. And there goes Wilder. And now Dawson caught with a twist of fate. He's gone. Yes, Cesaro eliminates Matt Hardy. You the man. And now here Alexander going to get rid of Cesaro. No, Cesaro turning it around. Oh, Cedric hanging on to the apron. Oh, lovely back elbow there by Alexander. Look at the fireman's carry lift. Cesaro over the top right now. Rake to the eyes. Stops that. Sweeps the legs. 
Just use him as a baseball bat to take out everyone else in the ring. And there we go. Catapults Alexander out of the ring. Yes, Cesaro. You the man. And now Sin Cara's in. Cesaro reverses it. Oh, Hester's a takedown. Nakamura straight onto it. Oh, these two guys working together. Nakamura and Cesaro. But Sin Cara imagine the hit. I can run on Nakamura. And takes down Cesaro. King. Ah. <laughs> Nakamura takes out Sin Cara. And we had that in a long time, have we? What was that? Sorry. And then Sin Cara gets cut. He's straight up from that and eliminates Nakamura. Wow. But Rusev, though, eliminates Sin Cara. So... That makes things better. And the Miz eliminates Rusev. Oh, for fuck's sake. And now my pick, Robert Roode's still in there. Looking to eliminate the Miz, but he gets hit with a couple of back elbows. Glorious! No, Miz turns it around. Oh. Skull-crushing finale attempt blocked by Roode. Ah, oh, Roode's all right. Here we go. Eliminates the Miz. No, Miz hangs on. Here we go. Oh. Ooh. No. Hey. Oh. Roode's got one. Miz is my pick. No, don't you dare. Yes. No. Yes. No. Oh. Go Miz on, Miz. the backslide. That's it, Sam. Starting off Cesaro and Elias. There you go, Miz, with the kicks. And look at the crowd on their feet. More so than there been any other moment in the night. <laughs> Cesaro ducks it. Throws out the Miz. No. no. Miz holding on. Fights back. Oh, oh God. Elias. All right, Miz is gone. Uh, <laughs> Smoke Joe, then. Can't be wrong with him. They got six men left. Oh my god. Ali, Monsieur, Ricochet, Samoa Joe, uh. Elias, and Cesaro. Yeah, Joe's got this. Yeah. Well, once maybe someone noticed is Mansoor from NXT. And he's gone right after my pick, Joe, and that's the end of you, son. Elias working over Ali. No, he gets caught with a drop kick. Cesaro, is he gonna eliminate Ricochet? Please don't, please don't, please don't. <laughs> Oh, Ricochet. Both Ricochet to Ali. Chucks him over to the outside. He gets caught by both Ricochet and Ali. Rolling uh, in X-Factor. And then Ricochet takes him out. A great teaming up between the two. But, oh, Joe there. Clubbing blows. Just runs through both Ali and Ricochet. Double could clean a clutch on both of them. And now Ali's going to go out. No, hanging on for dear life. Yeah, you know, forearm. Um, go on, Ricochet. Yeah, good luck with that, Ricochet. Oh, Ricochet gets chopped his life. And there you go. I think inadvertently save Ali, but going to get eliminated himself. No, Ali and Ricochet teaming up on Joe. And Oh, fuck off. Joe's in trouble. God, guys. No. Take him no. out. No. Yes. Oh, for fuck's sake. All right, Mustafa Ali then. That's my pick. He's just eliminated my pick, Samoa Joe. Fucking hell. I can't Cesaro's believe that. Take them both out. No, he's not. Oh, yes. No. All right. Cesaro. Cesaro. Hey, Cesaro oh. eliminated. All right, I'm going to Elias. <laughs> I'm going to change my pick to Monsieur then. My second pick. How many is this for you, James? This is, no, it's not. Seven. I'm not going to pick. Well, I'm Elias. Elias is the pick of destiny. Oh, my God. I've, you know, I know it doesn't count, but part of me still wants to win. Super kick from Monsieur. And he's no, got Elias like, turns oh. it around. But Monsoor hangs on. He goes low. Flicks Elias out. And the Saudi Arabian has won in Saudi Arabia. Oh, my God. Who would have thought that? That's probably the biggest popular night, really, for Mansoor winning that. Well, we didn't see it coming, but my God. Nice moment. Look at that. Celebrate with the crowd. Dan, what are your thoughts on that Battle Royal? <laughs> um, plus the fuck. Doing it for the cheap pop. 
Well then, I take your pick. I quite like that. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of going on, but it's still quite fun in a way. I don't know if we made it more fun, or the fact is, you know, and to tell the story of a guy to win it. At least it makes sense. At least it's not Strowman getting a fucking trophy or some shit like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, that is true, yeah. That is very true. But uh, maybe we'll look at Are they shaking hands with Monsoor? Well, what a moment it is for this young man uh, to get the victory here tonight. And, of course, we don't six all leading into our final match-up. And um, there was actually 51 men in the 50-man battle royal, by the way, just for those uh, keeping count. So, Dan, what did Mansour have to say? Um, he said it was a big dream of him to win in his hometown. He was born in Jeddah. He's going to die in Jeddah. Nah. He was born in Jeddah. He said, you know, this is his dream to win a battle royal in his hometown. And it is a great honour and a privilege for him. Without a shadow of a doubt, it is a big moment. But up next, it's the main event. And it's the Untaker versus Goldberg. So it's the main event and it is Untaker Goldberg. And what are you thinking of this match, Dan, as we as we heard the announcement? We were at the O2 when you got the announcement on your phone, weren't we? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, we was. Uh, I informed the two guys that were sitting in front of us. This has the match. If it goes very short, it could be good. It could make one person look very, very good. If it goes over five minutes, then oh dear. But both these guys have passed it. Well, they've got a combined age of 106. Yes. Um, yes, you know, they have both got a huge legacy left in their respective companies. Like Goldberg with his huge undefeated streak in WCW. Undertaker with his streak at WrestleManias. Um, but this match should have taken place 15 years ago. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, this, this is the missed opportunities. And... They're just waiting too long afterwards, you know, like the things we really did with Sting and Triple H and just, you know, it's it's dream match, but it's, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with it. It could be a fantastic match and we'll be like, oh my God, let's create a Legends Championship, you know. Uh, talk about this. We are one match left. Prediction-wise, Dan, as Goldberg's coming out, who have you gone for in this match? Well, James, everything is on the line in this match. Hopefully, you've gone the same as me. <laughs> I have gone for... Gold Billberg. Gold Billberg. In this one, I have gone for The Undertaker. Oh, so let's hope it's a double DQ yeah. or no finish. We both draw, it'd be nice. But uh, the weird thing is, is that I think, if let's, let's just have a positive look at it. Both of these are guys from our youth who, reasons why we watch professional wrestling in some way or another. Uh, before I go off about The Undertaker, Goldberg for you, you know, what was the impact like seeing him? Um, well, it it was just someone who was just sheer dominance and brilliance. I mean, you know, you've kind of picked up on it as we've been going back 20 years watching WCW, seeing him from 97, just on his complete, just dominant streak, mm. uh, winning a championship. And then, you know, both pissed off that he gets very underutilized throughout the latter parts of WCW. Um, with the right booking in the right way, yeah, Goldberg could have been a very huge star. Mm. He's not as marketable as The Undertaker, you know, because I think The Undertaker is more well-known than Goldberg, but you can't discredit one. Yeah. I think the problem is with Goldberg and if they sort their problems out back in 2003, you know, 2004, uh, then maybe he could have had a career up until maybe 2010. Instead of doing it the other way around, and I know the Lesnar thing was considered a success, but I was surprised as anybody like Goldberg was coming out to face, especially someone like The Undertaker. 
But the Undertaker for me was a guy who was just kind of legendary. Like, even when I was a little kid, he was wrestling. And, and I always thought it would be a time when he would retire. And it's getting to a point now where it's like, you please know. Retire. Please retire. Please retire soon because, like, you... The longer he goes, the more tarnished his legacy mm. is getting. But, you know, obviously it's something special about his entrances and everything like this as we're getting the Druids. Yes, and it's 100 degrees there and they're carrying flaming fucking torches. <laughs> I mean, I fucking feel for these poor guys. Yeah. And those probably some Ed. of these was the early eliminations from the Battle Royale. <laughs> yeah, got their head covered. Uh... But this is, you know, WWE have not created a character like this since, and this is what they're missing out on, and this what you need to do by creating stars. But there does get a point where The Undertaker kind of needs to, I don't know, in some way pass his legacy off to someone. They've got loads of caskets. There's a couple. Nope. But I think, you know, I think The Undertaker needs to pass his legacy off. You know, he, he kind of done that in parts to Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar when they defeated him at WrestleMania. Yeah, I think as soon as the streak came to an end, Saint did change The Undertaker. I thought the performances afterwards as well took a nosedive of it was time. But you would say after WrestleMania 29, he was never... <coughs> sorry. After WrestleMania 30, he was never really the same. And, and even in that match, it didn't go right, did it? And we've kind of seen that side of the Undertaker since. But, you know, as you say, if you're getting paid at least a couple of million. And you've got to think, it's not, it's not just, you know, money might be an issue, but Vincent Mann is probably going to the Undertaker and say, please, I, I need you. That's what we've, he said to Triple H in the past. Like, I've got no one else that I can rely on. The Saudi Arabians, you know, make a list and Undertaker's the top of the list. Well, uh, he's got to be a part of it, you know, so... Well, I think Vince just needs to, needs to learn how to say no. Don't mm. get wrong, though. It is an awesome entrance. Yes, and that's uh, all know. it is. Yeah. An entrance. If we just stop it. <laughs> if here. we stopped it now, it would be awesome. We're making his first appearance since... Uh, wrestling appearance since Saudi Arabia. Where we all know what happened in that tag team match with uh, Kane, <laughs> Triple H and Michaels. Yes. <clears throat> No, well, no first year Undertaker's not been at WrestleMania since 2000. On the top round. Well, there you go. Get lifts the lights and gets in, and now we're ready for the main event. And it is quite a weird spectacle to see these two guys face-to-face. You know, even on SmackDown, when they went face-to-face, it's kind of a cool moment, even though they are. Kind of, they've turned from, like, they're granddads even now, you know what I mean? It's kind of weird. But that's the thing. It's like, you know, the Saudi Arabians have obviously made a list. They put Goldberg at the top of it. They put Undertaker <laughs> at the top of it. And it's like, they don't care about Goldberg and Undertaker. They just want to see them. Yeah. Which I think, you know, is a... I care about them enough to say, look, no more. You know, but, I wouldn't put them at the top of the list. No, but I mean, there's ways you could have them featured and, you know, in a segment or something like that, just a spear in a jackhammer or a tombstone. Yeah. And have it where I don't necessarily... But the bell match. has rung. But here we go. It's dream match, Dan. First time ever, one-on-one. Both men standing toe-to-toe. Goldberg having a good look up and down. Neither man has ever backed away from an opponent. And Goldberg slitting the throat and pointing to Undertaker. Well, these two old gunslingers are going to give their best shot. And Boom! Oh! Spear! James, what happens after the spear? Oh, uh, well, usually he jacks him up and hands him down. But he's waiting for the Undertaker to get back to his feet. Boom! Second spear. Jack him up. No, one, two. Oh! oh. Fucking hell. Well, the matches like that, it'll be quite good. <laughs> Yes. Oh, Undertaker sitting up, though. Well, after two spears, getting two. to his feet. Goldberg Irish Rick goes for the clothesline. We're going to see... He's breaking the grip. We're going to see the chase down by the Undertaker. Uh, Goldberg trying to power out. Does. Goes into the rolling knee bar. 
And he's got the leg. That was nicely done by Goldberg there. Really? Well, he might have slipped a little bit, but he got it in the end. And you see the pain the Undertaker's in already. Undertaker managing to reach out and get the bottom rope. The break has been forced. Both men up to their feet. Going to Irish rip the Undertaker as the crowd are going crazy. Oh, my God. Well, Goldberg went in for a spear. Undertaker moved, and I think Goldberg's head went right off that ring post. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And there's a lot of blood there. Oh, my word. I don't think that was meant to be, and Goldberg can see if it's trouble. The fans shout, this is awesome. All right, one mistake by Goldberg and Undertaker now in complete control. Oh, my God, now twisting the arm. And Goldberg's still got fight in him. But Goldberg is, Gold, <coughs> Goldberg is losing blood by the heartbeat, and now he's going to go up for a bit of very, very, very old school. <laughs> well, one Undertaker's finest moves as he walks the rope, and he takes Goldberg down. Well, I don't think Goldberg knows where he is. It's going to be choke slam time. Undertaker grabs Goldberg round the throat. Choke slam. <clears throat> and I've never seen the Undertaker look more mortal at the moment. You know what I mean? Even the heat looks like it really is affecting him. Goldberg's trying to get to his feet. Is it tombstone time? And he's got him in a tombstone. Oh, my God. One, two. And Goldberg managing to kick out. Uh-huh. And tombstone's a very protected move. Uh, you know, The Undertaker's probably one of the only people qualified enough to deliver it, but he fucking hit the top of his head on that. I think he's, his hand slipped a little bit, and Goldberg is in serious <laughs> trouble. Not only has he headbutted the ring post, but now he's been dropped full fucking <laughs> pelt on his dome. If he didn't have concussion. He has now. I never thought Goldberg would vie for Johnny Gagano Wall for most punishment taken in the match. <laughs> well, it's currently uh, in Carlo Riley's hands at the minute, but... Let's see how else Goldberg can kill himself. Oh, Undertaker misses. Oh, double clothesline. Both men are down. Just both stay down. Well, I'll tell you what. If the Orton Triple H match match earlier was slow, then this is kind of 1970s pace. This is going backwards. (laughs) Oh, doesn't that this is awesome chance. The fans are happy. This is what they've paid to see. see. The fans don't care about the wrestlers. They care about seeing things like this. There is nothing awesome about this. And now both men just trade in huge right hands. Undertaker got the advantage now. Goldberg definitely's cobwebs. Back first into the corner. Undertaker comes charging in. Goldberg couldn't move if he wanted to. Oh my god. And now Snake Eyes. He ain't never going to get the big boat. Comes out for the spear. Well, credit for Goldberg for reversing that. And what happens after the spear, Dan? What happened? Well, James. <laughs> he's no. He jacks him up. Oh! Drops him on the back of his neck. Well, he didn't get all of it, but he nearly killed the Undertaker. And Goldberg going for the cover. Two. Ah. Oh. Well, your man Goldberg's best shot there. Didn't really work out. But neither did your man the Undertaker's best shot. And now Goldberg calling for the tombstone. Please. Here comes Goldberg with a tombstone. Nope. And Goldberg just can take her. Caught by the throat. And a big choke slam by Untaker. One, two, three. <laughs> the Untaker wins. And he is not happy. My God. Dan, what are your thoughts? Um, my mum told me if I can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. So I'm not going to say anything. No, um, this match could have been good. But... You know, with the Goldberg headbutting the ring post and then getting spiked on his head and then nearly killing the Undertaker. I, I, I think, you know, these two guys have got to take a look in the mirror and think, you know, like, it's not worth 
this two million pound. I know two million is two million, but these two guys, their pockets ain't going to be empty. I don't think two million pound is going to make too much of a difference to the fucking fortunes that they've got. Uh, and, and you know, and as I was saying, this amount of money is definitely not worth it. For these two guys, they should just retire in peace. Without a doubt. I mean, it is a damn shame what we've seen here uh, in that match. And uh, that is it for Super Show. Happy, but are we happy? Um, I am first because I get the point for that. So I win 7-6. And I get the pay-per-view points. It goes 6-1 overall. But we move back to the start of the card. All the way to kick off. And the Revival versus you. So, Dan, what are your thoughts? Um, it wasn't terrible. It could have been an extra five minutes. Probably would have made it uh, an even better match. But for what it was on the show, I think it seemed like all these wrestlers were phoning it in. I think without a doubt, you know, I think we could have seen a lot better uh, in that match if if they'd been allowed a bit more time. But again, not a bad kickoff match. And then we had Rollins versus Corbin. You... Oh, sorry. Scores, uh, three out of five. I gave that a three and a half out of five. Rollins Corbin, three and a half out of five for me. Uh, not a bad match again between the two. Uh, we've seen worse from Corbin, but I like the Lesnar thing at the end with him looking a little bit weak and Rollins getting actually one over on the hill. Yeah, um, Corbin, I think he's starting to look a bit more better. He's, he's kind of reevaluating his stuff and he's coming out a bit stronger. Seth, he's definitely a dependable wrestler and he does look very strong, especially the way he handled Brock Lesnar. CM versus Balor. Um, a very good match. <clears throat> Uh, that was a very good match. Both of these guys have loads of potential. Both of these guys have the ability to put on an absolute barn burner of a match as well. I gave that a four. Out of four out of five. Uh, I gave it three and a half out of five. Not be a, uh, not bad. And CN looked good. Shane versus Reigns. What the fuck happened there? McIntyre getting involved. It was an awful match. And Sh- uh, Reigns should never look so weak to go against Shane, or Shane should never look so strong. Dan? Uh, no, 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 no. Shane shouldn't be winning a match against Reigns. I gave that a two and a half. Yeah, me too, two and a half. And then another great match, Lars versus the Lucha House Party. Um, well, Sullivan didn't look as strong as he would have done in a DQ finish. I mean, he wiped the floor with Lucha House Party, so why not? get the pin, either stack all three of them up on top yeah. of each other, you know, and just look as impressive as that. If you're going to have a bloke beating three guys, you don't want to have him winning it by DQ because the face team cheated, or not cheated, but got themselves disqualified. I mean, what is the fucking point in that? What was your score? I gave that a three out of five. I gave that a two out of five. I'm not good at all. Triple H versus Orton. Uh, I thought this was a match of finishers towards the end, and I enjoyed it for what it was, and it was a lot better than probably most elsewhere on the card what are your thoughts Dan um, I thought it was a it was a good match for what it was maybe about five minutes too long um, you know they could have cut out a few of the rest holds but on a match you know as a match guy it was enjoyable what was your score uh, four out of five I gave that three and three quarters out of five uh, and then we have Braun versus Lashley I thought this was good stuff between two big if I'm watching two big guys going at it I want to see big power moves, and that's what you saw in this match. There's a couple of bits where it looked, you know, they're quite equal between the two. Strowman getting the victory was right, but I don't know what to do an either man. Uh, but I liked it. I gave it three and a half out of five. Uh, yeah, I gave that three and a half out of five as well. Two could have better matches. Oh, out of doubt, and hopefully get given more time and work, you know. And then Dolph versus Kofi uh, for the WWE title. Um, it was a bit of a basic match. It could have been better. Um, I'm still not sure how I feel about the face team 
using a sneak manoeuvre to get the victory, I think that kind of impedes Kingston a bit. Yeah, yeah. I know I it sets been, yeah. up like their cage match, but still, you know, it's like it's like the Corbin getting caught with a roll up with a referee kind of early as well. It's kind of making sure that they can eke out another match between yeah. the, each man as well. Um, yeah, I gave it a three and a quarter. Yeah, I gave it a three and a quarter as well. Basic crowd was dead during it, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, picked up during the Battle Royal. Uh, I thought it was too much. Not a bad ending, but I thought quite enjoyable. Uh, well, there was far too much going on at the start of it. It was good when we was down to about 10, 20 wrestlers. You know, you could kind of see. And then you had their little spots. You know, Otis with the Caterpillar. Cesaro with the swing. And then, like you know, the little standoff between the six guys as well. That was quite fun and enjoyable. I gave that a three. And a... Uh, yeah, I gave that a, a three and a quarter as well. Um uh, again, like you said, not bad. And then take of us Goldberg. It's kind of weird because, like, if it had a five at rating, and as the match went on and it was slowly just like ticking away, it's lucky that they finished on the choke slam. Otherwise, it would have literally ended with kind of zero, two minus, minus three. between the. Um, but I, uh, for me, to see Goldberg and Undertaker in the ring, even though it's killing them, I didn't mind it as a spectacle, and that's fucked up. Um, <laughs> for a spectacle, yes. But you could have had Undertaker working with someone who's a bit more younger and safer. Same with Goldberg. You know, it could have been a better match. You know, even Undertaker working against Orton or Triple H and then vice versa, you know, Goldberg going against Orton or Triple H. It would have been been better for both men involved. Yeah. Um, But it looked painful. They're both looking old. Far too many botches for a match involving The Undertaker and Goldberg for my liking. What was your score? I, I, you know, I weren't too bad with it because, like I say, it wasn't the worst match of the night for me. Weirdly enough, I didn't like Lars Sullivan versus Lucha, but I gave it two and a half. Uh, I, I too gave it a two and a half. Two and a half. All right, so rating overall, I'll go first for this one. Match of the night was Triple H Orton for you, then, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, even though two of them got four. I think peaked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give it a seven out of. 10. Uh, it's not a bad rating, but if you missed this pay-per-view, you didn't miss really anything. And people won't believe you if you said Choma Man beat Roman Reigns anyway, no. so it doesn't really matter, you know? Um, I'm going to give it a 7 and a quarter. I think this match was just literally put on for the people of Saudi Arabia. I mean, having Mansoor, a man who we've seen wrestle in NXT once, maybe twice, um, winning the 50-man battle royal over names that legitimately could have won it. Um... Goldberg and Undertaker, that, yeah, whatever that was. Um, a failed cash-in from Lesnar. I mean, it had everything that Saudi Arabian fans wanted, seeing all these wrestlers, but it didn't deliver in the ring at all. No, I, I completely agree with you. No, it's a shame, but we'll try again for uh, stomping grounds anyway. Uh, but that is it. And don't forget our next episode is WNR 227, our WWE Network review for June. But that is it now. Don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at WNet Review or at Vince McDan WWE. I'm at John Score Rollins. Across all the Google platforms, send us an email at WNRpodcast at gmail.com or on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. You come and find our page and give us a like with a WWE Network Review podcast. Or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, WNet Review Podcast. We've got clips on there. Podcasts go up on YouTube at the same time as we other places like SoundCloud. Phone. We're also on Spreaker Radio where we're live. Stitcher Radio and iTunes. We can download, subscribe, rate and review there. But that's not it, James. We're also at the WNRpodcast.com. 
And that website should be up around SummerSlam. Yeah. It's getting closer. The clocks yeah. are ticking. Well, find all the updates on Instagram, the WNL podcast there on the website. Uh, but that is it. Like I say, next podcast is WNL Network for June. I have been James Rose, joined by... Dan White. Thanks for listening, everybody. And bye. Bye. Bye.